This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, Wayne Bennett curses autocorrect after it mistakenly dumps his gilf instead of his milf. Will Chambers embarrasses Jack Bird not just with footwork, but also by hiding bunches of kale in his jocks. Blocker Roach enters Twill a mortal conversation after starting the campaign to get Robbie Farrow to the Broncos. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for Round 8 of the 2018 NRL season. All that and more this week in Lee. Welcome to episode 284 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? Oh, man. I'm, you know. Man, what? <laughs> tired. What are you tired for? Excited. Happy. Sad. I don't know. I'm just saying You're words. You're in the gamut. You're feeling a multitude of feelings. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not as... Traversing the entire human experience. I'm not as scripted in my responses <laughs> as uh, your club captain, you know. You just caught me off guard there. Look, at the end of the day... Inside, he's probably he's, he's it's just like a it's a defensive wall that stops him from just saying, nah. "Fuck you, cunt! Fuck you, Weedler! Let me talk about you for a little while." No. I'm a suit. I've got some shit to say to you. I would consider it's more of a fucking neurotic. The entire inside of his house is covered with post-it notes of things he can potentially say, and he's worked out every possible question he could ever been asked, and has a canned response. That's pretty smart. I would never give a rugby league player credit for that sort of thing. <laughs> Smart, unstable. <laughs> Take a pick. You're saying there's a there's a there's a fine line between genius and and uh, and madness. Put it this way: if you had a beard and caramel skin, you'd be on a bunch of watch lists. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I'm uh, Maybe looking, just, uh, looking forward to a reflective Anzac Day tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. Some footy in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Early week, hence why uh, we're doing the show on the, the normal time. Because you can't really do a show any earlier than Tuesday night. You might, in the, If you're being yeah. serious, you can't really do a show earlier than because you don't have the information in terms of the team, team and lists. everything until four, like 4 o'clock on Tuesday. That's it. I mean, we had one game, I think, earlier. There was an earlier announcement because, you know, the Anzac Day game. The game's but, um, Wednesday, yeah. But other than that, we don't. Yeah, four PM was when everything else came out, and uh, yeah, how would you? How would you? You know, how could you talk about the game if you didn't know that fucking Prestige Worldwide <laughs> have their own <laughs> have their own guy? I've got to say, there's a lot of shit I'm unhappy about at the moment in terms of my club, but the fact that there's a there's a sponsor on board, <laughs> Prestige, the the fact that they've got fucking. <laughs> Prestige worldwide on board. I mean, I look, I look forward to the fucking Catalina wine mixer oh for the members. God. It's gonna be, tre- <laughs> it's gonna be tremendous. <laughs> um, news this week. I mean, so, not so much news, but um, kind of threw out the dare and the challenge last week, and uh, it was answered at what stepdad says. Oh fuck! Here we has, go. Has been has been uh, created as a Twitter account, not by myself. I don't I don't know who. No one said, yeah, it's me. I mean, it's it's some you know, it's someone we know for sure. Yeah. 
but it seems like like I haven't been following the tweets uh, religiously, but when it first started, you know, the first, it seemed like they were probably going back to like the first episode that you were on. Actually, probably not. Probably the first episode when you were like actually regularly, yeah. like, not like any. You know, they've got to. You know, if they're if they're really serious, I mean, they've got to go back and find the guest the guest host times because there's a couple of those too. Back so in the, the day. person's unemployed. Or just like I'd see, rather than has no. rather than putting a negative connotation on it, obviously, the person's highly motivated, on, huge fan on meth. Because if they are working, they're not sleeping. Look, I haven't. Look, I, I will need to look at the Twitter account right now, just to see. Like, if if there's four hundred tweets, all with individual quotes spanning, you know, hundreds of hours of podcasts, then yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll, there's probably some substance to your meth accusation, or at least like a like a modafinils. <laughs> Like, if not, if not meth, like yeah, some some kind of uh, you know a limitless smart pill or something like that. But um, what step step dad says? Okay, let's go and see what they've got. Well, no, they've actually just got that one tweet that I gave them credit for. So yeah, and it wasn't even that long ago. Now I mentioned it was only two seventy seven. So what was that first one this year? So basically everything I just said, I take back. They're not that highly motivated, and uh, yeah, but it exists. The Twitter account exists. <laughs> and I, I would urge you to follow it. And if you guys have some, and I saw someone like Giannis or JDHD or one of those ones, I saw them tweet it, you know, through the week saying, um, "Here's my favourite stepdad one." And so, so hopefully these things can, you know, get retweeted or whatever. I don't want to be just like a one, like a, a one joke thing. Like, okay, they've done one tweet, they created the account. Your job's not done yet. <laughs> so. Well, it seems that's exactly what it is at the moment. It is a one-tweet thing. Well, it, that's what I'm saying, but don't stop there. You've got to keep it going. I was going to say something, but I don't want to give these cunts ammunition. <laughs> I'll say it. Any quotes with X Factor should be prioritised. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that only helps my cause, because the only time I've ever said X Factor... Is in, is a, in Hateful Rage. ...talking about the fucking ridiculous cum depositories that use it <laughs> in daily speech. Yes. Yes. Now, news items this week. Do you have any you want to talk about in news items? I feel like it's a slow news week, and I feel like we can get across most of it in like in during the games, the, game, in the games in which they relate. Yeah. And um, just for the, just for the purposes of uh, look, I'm not going to say express episode, but it's like day tomorrow and there's efficiency. So yeah, I would like to be efficient and get as much sleep as I can. So you know, dawn services require yes, you know, very early rise, especially when you're trying to organise some little fucking kids. That's it. To get along and get dressed and go to it. So. Uh, Let's hit it. Lovely. Okay, the first game of the round, and fuck me, people talk about skipping, skipping through things and glossing over things. Mm-hmm. This game is a prime fucking candidate for that. Um, but I will say, I will say one thing. This fucking, there's been a, a number of tweets through the through the week. Like, oh, it's going to be a short episode this week because both host teams lost. Oh, it's going to be really. Oh, it's going to be forty five minute episode this week because their teams lost. Listen, fucking dickheads. 
and this is not, I'm not talking to the the listener base. I'm talking to a very specific fucking subset of subhumans. You will notice if you go back, our discussions about our team's losses are far longer yeah. than every other game we talk about that week. Yeah. And week in, week out, let me tell you, Glenn, the Tigers definitely had a sub-500 fucking record during his entire time on the show. And the Panthers probably haven't been a, fuck, a lot fucking better in your in your era as well. Better, they're certainly better than 500. Look, you've won I, more than you've lost. Yeah, I also... But you had like a stretch at the start of last season that was ridiculously yep, poor. Yep. And I also had Jamie Sauer to deal with. Exactly. Exactly. So, so where this fucking assumption came from, or or assertion that that we gloss over shit when our teams lose, you're fucking tripping. We we are the only people that fucking take our medicine. <laughs> like, like I mean, there's there's fucking there's there's stuff where people fucking cry about criticism. They'll yeah. fucking they'll have a cry about getting criticised. Fuck that shit. Bring it on, bitches. Yeah. And uh, and and the one that don't you know you can you can dance whatever you want. But don't ever say that we fucking shirk it. Or we and fuck. here's the thing, though. <laughs> if you're looking for validation in your fucking piss-ant clubs, yeah. that I will not fucking give you. Never. Because no one actually beats Penrith. Penrith lose games. Exactly, exactly. And, and you'll find that Manly do the exact same thing yeah. as well. And you might say there's no distinction, but there's an important one. Hells yeah. A massive difference. Yeah. A massive difference. Exactly. And uh, and you do well to fucking remember that, you cunts. Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Now, glossing over games though, please allow us the indulgence <laughs> of skipping this one completely because the Rooster 6 being the doggy 0 in front of a crowd of just under 11,500 on Thursday night last week was a fucking atrocious spectacle. Latrell Mitchell, all the points, a try and a goal. And, and a sin bidding. And a sin well, he, he was fucking doing it all. Yeah. He was doing it all to try and make this game into a spectacle. Exactly. He picked this game up and put it on his shoulders, but he's young. He even tried reverse psychology on his team. <laughs> and, and people will take away from it, oh my God, the Roosters, what tremendous fucking defence in adversity. The staunch defence. I don't feel, it's like a tree, if a tree... If, if a tree falls in the forest, you know, is it, you know does, does it, yeah, and, and no one's there, does yeah, it make sound? Yeah. If if a defensive line stands firm against attack that doesn't exist, <laughs> was it really defended? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I I tried to look because it, it was pretty obvious that you know at, at team levels, yep, things weren't great. So I I was looking over a couple of things. One thing that stood out to me is Cooper Cronk impressed me in how he dealt with that situation. Um, he's used to coming from a team that just don't really put in performances yeah. like that. If yeah. they do, it's rare, and they bounce back, if not in the same game, but in the same, yeah. you know, the next round. Yeah. This Roosters squad has been fucking up and down like a $2 Jeffrey. Yep. And... He hasn't given in to that temptation to to thirst in it, to just yeah. be all over everything and be, be absolutely involved. He's just make sure that he's getting done what he needs to get done. Now he's not yeah. perfect and he you know Well he's trying to trust the process because at the end of the day you can't Yeah. You know, 
the first thing it doesn't doesn't work. Exactly. It didn't work for the Cowboys when nah. he, when when he was doing it successfully. Yeah. I mean, it got them, you know, it got them to a level, but it didn't get them over there. That's it. It wasn't until you know with the addition of Morgan and stuff that actually they became a, a premiership winning, you yeah, know, and spot on. deep in the finals contending side. Spot on. So, um, look, the the errors just absolutely took any sort of role that either team was going to get on out of the game. And it was one of those games where, you know, it was just tit-for-tat errors. Yep. Some, someone had dropped the ball 30 metres out and you think, okay, fuck, finally, here we go. It's on. And then sec- second yeah. tackle in, they're yeah. just, just dropping their lollies. So. Game on. <laughs> Game on. Um, yeah. Because if you look over the tackle stats, you know, the, the Roosters missed 18 tackles, the Dog missed 26. You'd, yep. you'd look at that on paper and go, that, that's a fucking great defensive effort. Yeah, well, not great, but I mean, it's like it's not. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's not great if there's not a lot of attack coming to yeah. you because people can't get into a groove or a rhythm yep. and and nothing's yep. really thrown at you. So, um, look, I I think the dogs are in a position where they could almost fucking kid themselves into taking positives out of this game. Oh, it was only six points. Held that, the that's what I'm saying. Um, the Roosters attacking machines held them to one try. They got Kronk and Tedesco and everybody. The other thing I saw was a, a couple of people jumping on the dogs' forwards and talking about how fantastic they were and, and how their their meterage... You have a muted chuckle you know, yet? It wasn't only him. <laughs> I think it was just people he also tweet, uh, you know, yeah. retweeted. But yeah, yeah. I will direct this at Chapo. Aaron Woods could run a 1,000 metres in a game. Mm-hmm. Right? A thousand meters. Yep. However, if those thousand meters came from two thousand carries <laughs> It doesn't it, make the stat yeah, particularly it, meaningful. You know, look at it in the context of this game. Yeah, he he ran for, for two hundred and thirty something yep. meters, but it was off I think it was twenty six or twenty eight carries. Yep. And so, given that you that you are you are awarded just by virtue of a ten meter defensive line, yeah. you are awarded with you know four, let's say four to six meters, yeah. depending. <laughs> For him to, and you look at you look at the elite forwards in the game. Yeah, they average close to, if not over, ten meters per carry. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, waddling backwards yep. is not an admirable fucking quality. Yeah, I guess there's something to be said for like you know, I guess for like the work rate or whatever. But if it's not quality, then it's stat padding. Yeah, well, you know, again, you you look at Aaron Woods. That whole fucking game. If he had his twenty six runs, the Bulldogs had thirty four sets. So take into account times when he was off the field he'd yep. be going close to you know one one runner set as an average yeah you know that's yep. that's not superstar performance no so fuck over he doesn't play origin let's not talk about this game any longer no. uh cobra burgers finishing the game with greg eastwood when you haven't scored the whole game is like wearing crocs to the first date <laughs> gt351 underscore johns Every team in every sporting code in every sporting code in the world should get two points because this game was so piss poor and pathetic and an embarrassment to the sport. Yeah. The best thing was when it ended. Complete trash. 
uh, Broken Chapo. Uh, watching Bulldogs versus Roosters was watching Michael J. Fox play Operation. Um, well, no, because watching Michael J. Fox play Operation, you would know that some excitement was eventually coming. And it would, and like, there'd be some sort of suspense and, <laughs> and entertainment yeah, value. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, when you tweet that out, I think I'd like to see that. Yeah. I don't want to see this game again. Oh, this this was like a fucking throwback to like you know your your Parramatta's versus Newcastle on Monday night in two thousand fourteen. Like, was there any stage in this game where somebody you know could have sat down and I could have timed how long it'd take them to get the sentence? Where are we going, Doc? Out through the stutters. <laughs> and I don't think that's a fair comparison. JSJ Hogan, Dogs versus Roosters. Pro only lost by six to a quality side. Cons. Lose the game despite 10% more possession, 13% better completions, 460 more metres, 12 more offloads, 94 less tackles, 7 less errors, and conceding 3 less penalties. Yeah. All that, uh, all, all that and no win, not even a bloody point. Uh, Twill Magician said, I hate to say it, as much as I wanted the Rooster to concede, loads of respect for that defensive effort, loads of heart. No. Mm. Well, he's got hashtag talk the game up, so... That's the hashtag where you... You lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, you, uh, you just, uh, you're wholesome. You keep it wholesome. <laughs> you don't be like a fucking crisis merchant, like these morons, like Kent and fucking, gee, they've got them wound up though with this talk the game up hashtag. Oh, yeah. They? Oh, they're fucking stirred and right up. Well, see, here's the thing rugby league on its own is 80 minutes of a war of attrition. Yep. Right? That's the whole fucking point of the game. Yep. The season is a fucking longer version of that. Not only yeah. is your body under attrition, but you've got to get up and be ready to go yep. every single week. Yep. You know? So there's a longer version of this war of attrition. Yep. Not every team's going to come out and play fucking perfectly or close to perfect every round. Yep. You know? That doesn't mean that it's a shit sport or that it's, you know, this, that or the other. Yep. It means that it's fucking hard. Yeah. You know? So... Yeah, they exactly. fucking clowns that... Yeah, yeah. Rishay underscore Rishi. The Bulldogs had two offloads in a single play inside the East 20. One went to Clemmer via the nine, the, others to, the other to Woods. It's like having two gallons. <laughs> Where's a half or fullback flying through to get the ball and score a fucking try? Mm. And now you've got zero points. Yeah. Occupy Duckburg, though, gets the best tweet of this game where he, he sums it up so well with a gif of one of the biggest cunts in the world that is Jeremy Clarkson blowing a Vuvuzela. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I mean, like, you know, don't even fucking at me if you like Top Gear because, I mean, that guy is an absolute fucking low-life piece of shit and uh, what did he do? I, I, I wish fucking he'd let Richard Hammond drive him more places more often. What did he do? Oh, it's just a fucking kind of a human. I don't want to get him. I don't, I don't want people to, 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 to come back and say, oh, you're talking about Jeremy Clarkson for 30 minutes like Apple computers. Still in PS Apple. We still haven't got our... Fucking, it's fucking carbon, Jeremy, carbon fiber. Fucking, is Jeremy Clarkson going to sponsor us? We'll fucking talk about him then. <laughs> yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll say all the nice things to you then. Fucking enough. If you fucking, uh, yeah, just, just give us money. Essentially, we can be bought. Yep. Otherwise, can't be cunts. We'll fucking love the Queen and talk about all that shit for you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You can keep your fucking lighthouse on the Isle of Man too. Yeah. Motherfucker. Um, the Warriors 20 defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons 12 and Mount Smart just over 18,000 in attendance. Good crowd. The bandwagon is still very full. Even more full after this one. The uh, 
Warriors tries to Mason Lenor, Anthony Gelling, Isaac Luke and Isaiah Papali. Lenor, two of four conversions. The Dragons, 12, came from tries to Ben Hunt and Tarek Sims. Widdop, two of two conversions. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not sure I buy into the whole Sean Johnson's dragging the Warriors down. That's patently untrue, but I mean, it's easy to look at the two two unexpected wins, the two most unexpected yeah. wins they've had this season. Came without him. Were the ones without him, yeah. Well, one of them was unexpected just because he was out. You know, yeah, he'd added to it. Yeah, but I mean, that was always a game. That what was that, like, round think three? That was, yeah, that was East, and we were always hmm. tipping East that game. Oh, yeah. You know, and then, then on the day, like, you know, three quarters of an hour before or That's whatever, it, he gets yeah. pulled out. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. oh, fuck, they're definitely screwed now. Um, And it's. It's been said everywhere, but a, a fucking fit, motivated contract year Isaac Luke yep. is a fucking sight to behold. You know, when... <laughs> Where's this boy? I haven't seen this bully like since he was a fresh-faced 13-year-old boy running onto the, the Rabbitohs in the fucking 2012 finals, 2008 finals. When, when was it that he, like, he tried to break his fucking finals. cousin's leg on the field? He hadn't really been the same after that. Oh, you think you, know, you think that fucked him up a bit, do you? Yeah. Was it was that just like a tri nation? It wasn't a World Cup, was it? I, I, anyway. I honestly don't remember the incident. Um, but it, yeah, the what I really like about the Warriors this year is that everyone is putting in, and again, they went up against the only unbeaten team. Yeah. They went up against a team that's deservedly unbeaten up to that stage. They lost Sean Johnson in the lead up. Tohu Harris, who's been massive for them this yeah. year, um, was rubbed out early, early in the game. Uh, and this side that was just bullied by the Bronze, uh, Broncos pack the week before. The week, yeah, just a week ago. Yeah. You know, coming up against, you know, an, an even more formidable forward pack. I just couldn't be more impressed with the way that their yeah. forwards bounce back. Yeah. It's like sometimes, you know, when especially when a team goes on an unexpected run like they mm-hmm. had at the start of the season, then and they get done, I mean, it can go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And this went the absolute best possible way that you could imagine, where they took a team, and like we were talking last week about the Dragons, about how up, for the, you know, for the fucking battle they are. Yeah. And uh, and these Warriors guys, <coughs> tremendous. Mm. Again, the, the Dragons, I don't think, did too much... Wrong? No, and they came back at them and gave themselves um, a real chance as well. The the one thing I was fucking disappointed with was, did you see Mary in the press conference after? No, I didn't watch the conferences for this one. Like, yeah, go, going on that fucking just like backhanded fucking compliment. Surly. Like, you know, oh yeah, you know, look, you got to give the full credit to the Warriors. They, um, they came here with a good plan and, you know, to give away a lot of penalties and... They did that, and then they backed it up with good defence. Yeah. You know, Don't bitch about that, man. Yeah. I mean, in the, the way the game is in 2018, the, the giving away a lot of penalties and, and field position stuff is a fucking suicidal strategy. Yeah. So if a team can do it and actually prosper through it, then yeah. all the credit in the world. Mm. I mean, if you don't take advantage of it, then fuck, you know, fuck your team. Mate. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because believe right. me, Teams put themselves under that much pressure in this day and age with the penalty happy referees who are going to just keep you know very happy to compound it mm. when you too you know you get tired and you're too slow or you get yeah. on the you know the roll comes against you and you're too slow. Believe me, if you want to invite that onto yourself, yeah, and you can somehow still survive, that's it. Then you know, fuck your team if you can't capitalize, Mary. Spot on. Get your fucking uh, 
sack Mary asked our shit back out of the, back out of the mothballs. <laughs> um, Giannis on school, Mateus said, uh, so this is how the great unwashed live in 2018. Just getting the, just getting the, the hash out house and hash fail Mary hashtags out from storage. <laughs> fail Mary, I don't know if I ever saw the fail Mary, what fail, fail Mary before. I was just all about sacking him straight up. I, I thought they'd already established the failure part of the season before, and then it was all about sacking him. And then I think it is a clever play on words with Hail Mary. Well, I mean that's exactly what it is, but I'm just saying I haven't seen it before. So that he is a fail. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand the hashtag. I'm just saying I don't think I've seen it until this is the first time I think I've seen it. Well, there you go. Because uh, I thought it was more about sacking him. Like the failure was the first yeah. season, then it was just outright yeah. sacking last year. Actually, yeah. no, not, not last year because they started off you know this well kind of mm. almost as well. Mm. And we'll see what happens after this game, I suppose. Uh, King Levius, those fucking shit cunt Broncos cost us a 7-0. and I knew the dead V were frauds. Nothing benefits of a soft draw. That performance tonight <laughs> has me harder than a spelling quiz for Dane Gagai. <laughs> and uh, hashtag Warriors Prems 18 cunt. Look, we were just talking about Fail Mary and, you know, the wordplay and whatnot. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. Maybe you can put your head... <laughs> I remember another instance where that young gentleman went off early. <laughs> yes. Oh, the most famous instance. <laughs> the one that resulted in his uh, handle being different <laughs> for the remainder of the year. Yes. <laughs> D. Matea. Fuck yeah, dragons can breathe. Yeah, they, they can, sorry, dragons can breathe fire, yeah. They can also blow on this big, fat, juicy, veiny cock from the back. <laughs> Hasha, Warrior Nation. Very good, sir. The Melbourne Storm 34 defeated the Broncos 20 at Suncorp Stadium. Crowded just over 37,000. Uh, the Storm's 34 came double to Billy Slater. Double to the Fox. Uh, Vooney, Chambers also with tries. Chambers with the fucking crucial fucking dagger. Uh, Cam Smith, four of six conversions and a penalty goal. The Broncos 20 came from tries to Roberts, Isako, Milford and Glenn. And Isako, two of four conversions. Yeah, Billy Slater uh, in, in the news again for all the wrong reasons. Yep. He's already fucking proved that he's a cheap diving cunt merchant. Well, he's a beneficiary of salary cap cheating. He's a diver. He'll fucking go in studs up to try and take all mm. these, you know, whatever he's um, got handy to take a cunt out. He's does, got it all. does work with the homeless, though. Like, I've, got, I've got something to say about that homeless shit. I really do. I mean, what world is it that he goes and... Sets himself up a Facebook opportunity feeding the homeless people. Meanwhile, real saints. One homeless person he fed. He didn't feed all them ones around. He just fed, it was just old mate, wasn't it? Just one guy. I, I didn't even know if he fed them. I, wasn't it just like a? I just know, like, I'm, I'm talking to them and giving oh. them what you know, just treating them like humans because you know. Oh, Human see, I, contact's the most valuable commodity oh, we have. I see. I, I I thought he might have brought the guy a feed at least, but I was saying, and like he gets he gets like you know some of the some of the people on on that incident were like, oh yeah, you know, do it without Facebook and it blah blah blah. But a lot yeah. of people are like, oh fucking Billy, you're amazing. You you look at you feeding the homeless people. Yeah. Meanwhile, five fucking f- fine young men don't feed one homeless person. They feed a fucking bunch of ladies of the pole and potentially dozens of children for, you know, for a week. And what do we get? Nothing but scorn. They get, they get scorned. Where they've kept kids, yeah. they've, they've kept these kids off fucking, off the glass dick. You know, they're probably, probably, you know. No. <laughs> All they've done is given these poor girls the opportunity to lie to Centrelink about their earnings 
and open them up to potential prosecution. <laughs> so they're using... Do you know that stripping is an actual job? They're using their fucking privilege. Do you know that stripping is an actual, actual job and they have to get a group cert and everything? Yeah. So, no. Not the case. Well, <laughs> they paid them in cash. Well, I mean that's general. <laughs> unless unless they get unless they get magnetic strips installed in their vaginas, I don't think they're swiping anything. <laughs> there you go. There's an actual fucking app idea. Fucking tell you what. Just uh, I'm just going to delete that that part. If you don't mind, I think uh, installable magnetic. Why? Because I don't want to. I, I mean, we could, that, that's our that's our fucking superannuation that idea right there. Oh, I thought you were worried that it was like no. offensive. It's not, no, it's, it's not like it's not like you called them fucking clunge terminals or something. Show, look, I don't, I don't think I don't know if we can have clunge in the in the title of the show two two, two weeks out of three. But, but clunge terminals seems like a pretty good idea for it. <laughs> clunge boss. <laughs> Mut boss. <laughs> Minge pay. <laughs> oh. oh, fucking hell. So the Storm played the Broncos. <laughs> Could just, you know, call it a meat safe. <laughs> oh, anyway. Fuck. Just, let me just take some notes down so I've got some options to choose from. Um, the Storm played the Broncos, did you hear? <laughs> they did. Yeah, um, interesting ruling in this one, where where Billy has dropped the ball in attempting to kick it, and it has hit the ground, then his boot, he's regathered with downward pressure, and they've called it a try. Yeah. And the, the excuse... Now, I've gone back, and I watched the replay with sound, with this man... And the referee does turn around and and you can hear him on the audio saying he's entitled to drop kick it. He's entitled to drop kick it. Yeah. Yep. Now, my understanding of it was that when it came to kicks in play, mm-hmm. that was another time that the referees were gauging intent. Yeah. Right? Yep. Which stops the old, if somebody just drops the ball cold... And sticks their foot out on it real quick and says they would they were doing a drop kick. Well, if they stick their foot out, that's fine. But there's been that many occasions where they've dropped the ball and it's just contacted their leg as they were running. Yep. yep. Where it's come back and say that they were not making a genuine attempt to kick. Um, the, the fact that this one was just so far wrong fucking astounds me. Yep. Right? People went off their fucking tree at poor old Kahu. Remember when there was the... Who was it? The doggies that did a short dropout? Oh, the one where he, the t- yeah, where he did, scooped it up. Didn't go to the yeah, picked yeah. it up and scored, and everyone's fucking gone off their head at him, going, don't you know the fucking rulesy yeah. game? And the, this thing, the, thing about the, the thing about the drop, the, the drop kick rule is that the intent has to be to... To, to score a goal. And yeah, yeah, or to, yeah, yeah to, do, to do a drop kick, yeah, right? That's but it. The, but the thing with Slater is... Is that he said straight like I dropped it? He straight away that he yeah. dropped it. It's That's like it. so like there is no question of intent because the dude's fucking admitted that there's no intent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like if he hadn't said anything, yeah, I was totally cool with it. Yep. If he had just went zip and just walked away and like yep. yeah, meant it, fine. Yep. But the fact that he actually owned up, and it's not on him. No, he owned up. Yeah, that's it. So. And I'll- Unless we've got it drastically wrong, I thought you know I thought it was really cut and dried. 
that's my worry, you know, and, and all, all things aside, the fact that a referee can be so far wrong... Yep. And this comes back to my point as well, that I think the biggest missed opportunity in this bunker is the fact that the culture within refereeing is that it is bad to be wrong. Yeah. Right? But Whereas of course, the, I mean, you the, see... The, the culture thing. should be, it's okay to be corrected. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he says something, mm-hmm. and then someone in the bunker can fucking get on his mic and say, well, you know, actually, no, he's, yeah. he's not. Yep. He wasn't making a genuine attempt at a drop goal. Even if it even if it takes him 30 seconds to, yeah. to read him the paragraph. That's it. You know, 19 fucking subsection yeah. D. You know, and... And the referee just needs to go, sorry, boys, brain explosion, just had it clarified. Yeah. Here's the ruling. You've admitted it. You you know? Know, it's, it's, there's no intent, therefore it's not even worth checking. It doesn't matter because... Exactly. Yeah, this is what's happened yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah aside, aside from that, though, you, know, you, you always say you, you never want to be the team that, that comes up against a storm the week after a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were certainly in a mood. And But, uh, but yeah, to it. their credit, the Broncos... They pulled it back and were looking very good, but when it came down to it, and it came down to that crucial time, you know, last sort of 10 minutes, managing a, a, a shallow lead. Yeah. I mean, the storm of the best at it. Yep, 100%. And this time, not only did they do that, they, they pulled out the fucking greatest, one of the greatest daggers. Yep, With that's that it. try at the end to, to, to Chambers. And I'm no, you know, <laughs> historically over the show, I'm no fan, I'm no massive fan of Will Chambers. I mean, fucking Gandalf and whatever. Yeah, but yeah, Cost his team grand final, etc., etc. But, I mean, credit where it's due, to position himself on the outside of, of the outside of, of Fat Bird. Yeah. Take that pass, run towards the sideline, put on an almost imperceptible little sort of stutter step that completely ditched Bird from pursuit at that point. Yeah. And um, and like then in true Chambers fashion, he should have turned it inside to 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 uh, Vooly, Vooney that would have just yeah. went, he would have sailed through and scored ten meters to the right of the yeah. uprights. Instead, he hogs it himself, but this time it gave us the wonderful moment of him fucking trucking Corey Oates on the fucking try line <laughs> and uh, going over to score the, the uh, not the match winner, but the match sealer. Yeah. It, here's the thing. With, with Melbourne, I think teams had resigned themselves to pretty much saying, okay, if we can handle, if we can shut down Smith, Cronk and Slater, yep. or at least limit their involvement, then, then that's our best strategy against this team, and it's, you know it's still led to the Storm getting to multiple grand finals and winning and, and all this stuff. The scariest thing now is that they've got one winger that can throw fucking three block cutout passes to his other winger, yeah, and land it on a fucking twenty cent piece. Then they've got Ado Car, yep. who can make breaks and put. Amazing fucking. Well, as long as he is, as long as once he actually gets a clean break with yeah. no hands on him, yeah, and that's fucking shut the gate. It is, but even though when he's got chase, yeah, and there were people coming across in cover, yeah, the little fucking kick back in for Slater, yeah, yeah, it the, there's just that much strike now. So, yeah. um, and this is what we saw last year, which hasn't quite emerged this mm. year, and it started to emerge last week, yeah. When they got rid of Croft and uh, and uh, then you know whether and Riley Jackson, I'm not saying that there was that's 100 percent why maybe they just got their shit together too, but look, he, his fuck ups the week before were pretty yeah. fucking bad. Yeah, you know shit like calling for the ball when you know we're near it on a kickoff. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that sort of stuff's bad. But 
Um, you know, Milf went from fucking hero to zero in this one. Mm-hmm. Scored an just absolute beautiful fucking try, and Brisbane yep. were right back in the game. Yep. And then the ex fullback decides to just fucking look at a kick. Watch it go by like that. Yeah, is, it, that was unbelievable. You know, so I'm telling you, Iwate wouldn't do that. <laughs> And that's how you know it was fucked up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and somehow out of this game, Lodge didn't get done for a spear tackle. He didn't get done for that. No, he got off scot free because that was a fucking pick. And stick. yeah, like he, he he was there was no questions about the horizontal. He picked him up, and there was that fucking cunt's true colours. And he didn't place him down either. You know, it wasn't like one of those ones he got, oh, fuck it, and then placed it down, and they still, you know, when they cop a penalty yeah, or whatever. When things weren't going their way, yeah. when he was under some fucking adversity and had some people chirp, chirp, chirping at Starts him. Starts doing facials and rubbing elbows in yeah, people. And, yeah, just a fucking cunt of a human. Yep, he just fucking, st- he just went all fucking New York. Yeah. New York, New York. <laughs> started started hearing the fucking taxi cabs and the horns <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> Some feet German female voices <laughs> and the red mist descended. Saguna. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Mac is bringing out a burger called the McBird, just a simple beef patty burger with a lot of excess goodness fat shoved in between, created and sponsored by the Broncos. This is the thing that the people who are in, in uh, you know, south of Queensland that listen to the show. I'm not sure whether they realise that there's a McBroncos burger or a Broncos burger. Up I don't here. think Saguna would realise fucking anything. Well, no. Plus, no. I'm disappointed. There were supposed to be fucking Saguna sanctions uh-huh. until the story gets told. Oh, that's true. My apologies. But they, they will they, they will be enforced again. I'll allow that just yeah. so we can ridicule him for suggesting something as a joke that already actually exists. Yeah. So there's a there's a Broncos burger. Is it a McBroncos burger or is it just a Broncos burger? I don't know. I don't know because A, not a huge fan of McDonald's. B, you're not Jack Bird. B, the last fucking thing I would eat from McDonald's if I went to McDonald's is a yeah. fucking Broncos burger. Yeah, just out of principle, it could be the most delicious fucking thing on their menu, but yeah. I do not give a fuck. You know, you have principles. Exactly. So I don't know what's on them. But basically, long story short, I've no idea what's on the fucking no. thing. But I mean, I'm sure it's shit. <laughs> um, Mendoza, Mendoza one underscore Rod. If I learned anything from watching these inbreeds play, at least New South Wales have found a good 14 in Jack Bird can cover a shitload of positions. No. No. No, I put that tweet in there because no. I'm, no, put, I, I'm I, putting that really... down a fucking smoke inhalation still hanging around. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's rule that one out. I don't think he's in position to represent this season. No. I heard, um, I was heard on the radio today is, um, on the way home from the, the school run, but... Um, that Dobbo is like you know, on on the radio in the afternoon. He does a lot of the. Mm. It's funny. He's actually the one at the press conferences that did invariably yeah, causes yeah. Wayne Bennett to, to storm out because we've nice. done fucking questions. But he um he was saying that he was talking to uh, Jack Bird the other day and like Jack Bird he played some audio of Jack Bird his audio uh, when he said like he I think he asked him like you know are you enjoying your footy right now and he was kind of like his answer was really like vague and he said he went up to him afterward and said like you know. Yeah, you were right. You were right. Yeah. And he's like, his answer is like, I just, I don't think he's fucking. I think he's got massive fucking problems. Like, he said, he's like, you're homesick, or yeah, what, yeah, what's going on there? And he didn't. He just said he's like, he, like he thinks he's got some serious fucking, 
like for his mental well-being yeah. the Broncos right. should fucking stand him down like and just like look after him a bit because he reckons he's not fucking right Jesus. and um so you know how true how true that is and how accurate he is at reading situations I would never put any like any you know faith in the guy's diagnoses but yeah. you know it's something to think about and I mean he certainly he's you know he came came in as as their their marquee recruit for this season came in with an injury this is the thing though do we do we have a baseline jack bird attitude like on yeah. on that on that basis, you know, fucking Darius Boyd needs constant fucking suicide watch. Yeah, but he's but you know, yeah. to Darius Boyd's credit, since that time when he trashed that thing or you know whatever, you know, he's actually been all right. You know, even oh, yeah. he's been he's yeah. been a markedly different person. And like, is this guy saying he's not all right? Like, if you if you go on Google fucking images of Jack Bird, yeah. You know, you, well, like he's always been cockeyed. If that's what yeah, you're I was going to say he yeah. he should be watching the the winger and the centre at the same time. So well, well, he is. I mean, they call that that's that's one of those in, intangible X factor <laughs> things. That's like it's called vision, mate. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, uh, Wally Lewis had it too, but I mean that was because he had a tumor epilepsy. Or something. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Jack Bird looks like a cartoon character that's just been kicked in the nuts. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Wars. I fucking hate Melbourne and the way they play the game, but you simply must respect how they can walk the line and manage a game, including the reps. It's an art, and it really is best in class. Sucks when it's against your team, but still, wow, well played. Melbourne didn't manage the refs. The, the they closest do, they, they came... They, they do. I actually, I agree with him, and I don't necessarily mean this game particularly, but I really came to oh. this realisation, like the respect for it, oh, last yeah. season. Look, the most Cameron Smith did was he had an extended chat with the referee mm. and bought a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think that the influence and the and the yeah. referee management is nearly as prominent this season because of the way that they've changed their their interpretations and the way they're trying yeah. to crack down on things. That's it. But I mean, in the past, absolutely. But it still took me a long time to actually get a grudging you know, respect. It was only like last year, and I think yeah. it was because their game became less dour, and you know they had like you yeah, know, I, I would be more Vooney con- and Fox and everything, and they were scoring some ridiculous fucking tries. In, instead of the Storms game management, I'd be far more concerned about how your forwards can go over to New Zealand one week and fucking tool them. Yeah, and come back and yeah, at home just be absolute marshmallows. Yep, uh, Ma underscore Aaron. People are blowing up at the cost of Jack Bird, but they've actually saved money by being able to recycle Sam Thiday's old jerseys. Oh, ha, ha. hashtag tight fit <laughs> at Brandon Vaudray. Storm vs Broncos is dead set the equivalent of City vs Country. How good watching these stupid pricks bash each other. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Red Hill Pony Club. Tonight's officials literally killed the momentum. Slater literally channeled his inner dropkick. Storm blatantly holding the ruck, not square, not called on it. Smith spent more time speaking to Ashley in decline. Yeah. Hashtag ref's fault. Hashtag Ashley in decline. <clears throat> Look, at the end of the day, this is something that I've come to come to realise this this season, especially. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just getting older and just getting like more sort of Clint Eastwood grumpy, mm. like in that fucking Gran Torino movie. Yes. Like I'm, like I'm going to start sitting down and and eating beautiful Asian Asian meals and insulting them and being racist to their face. Like get to that stage. But it's like I've said to people lately that like you get that phrase like you know someone doesn't suffer fools. Like I don't even suffer people I like. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but one thing that one thing that I have come come to to the, the you know to understand is this this whole refs fault thing. It's all it's all fun and games, but when you're outscored six tries to four, yeah, and you don't get all your goals, yeah. Look at that first. Yeah. If you scored the exact amount of tries and the exact amount of goals and there was some kind of penalty or something that you feel was, you know, wrongfully administered that cost you the two-point loss or whatever, great, you know, fine. That's a sit. But when you're outscored by yeah, literally two tries, if you want to keep using literally in your tweet, you know. Yeah, again, exactly. Same, same thing's a ref's fault. That's, that's getting into this fucking hypothetical world. Yeah. So then that means, well, okay, did your team knock on any ball? Yeah, they did. Okay, well, how do you know that they didn't score the next fucking play after that? Yeah, and I mean, like, there are definitely momentum-changing, game-changing things that can happen in a game. Hmm. But I, I don't feel like the things that you listed, the only possible thing that I think you could say would be about the Slater thing. But, I mean, they still went behind, like, 10 or 14 or something. Yeah. Even despite, you know, so... Yep. It wasn't the margin. Um, yeah. The... the Rabbitohs 42 to feed the Raiders 22 at Central Coast Stadium. Tick over 15,000 in attendance. The Rabbitohs 42 came from tries to Johnson, Walker, G.I., Kenner, double to Jennings, and uh, Jason Clark. Reynolds, six from eight conversions and a penalty goal. The Raiders 22 came from tries to Kotrick, Croker, a double to Whitehead, and uh, three of three conversions to Croker. Yes, I'm just frantically checking the news mm. to see if Sammy's. Because the judici- Two weeks, wasn't it? Judiciary is tonight, isn't it? Or was it last night? I, I heard that he was just getting two weeks. So did, is that, did he plead guilty or was that what he was going to get? Or mm. um, In my head, he was gone for two weeks. There you go. Yep, another two weeks. 100% right. Um, just sloppy from him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but... but it's sloppy. It's sloppy from him. If he's some other guy that doesn't always do shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's the, sloppy when it's not a pattern. But the game back from a two-game suspension. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. You know, eventually, there's going to be a number of people who will get on with. Okay, yeah, Sam just plays hard, and it's all accidental. But those people, halve every time he's suspended. You know, at, at the end of the day, you're just going to become a fucking parody like Adrian Morley. Well, in fact, I where, saw an article today where it's like Burgess nears Adrian Morley territory or something. Yeah, something along yeah, those lines. I didn't read it, but I saw the headline and I thought, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because it feels like he's getting suspended all the fucking time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, the the rabbits put on a a very good performance the previous week against the Roosters and they, they really came out and took it to the Raiders here. I misjudged the Rabbits at the start of the season. Yeah. I will say that. And it's clear that what has happened over the last couple of weeks with the Rabbits is that Seabold has finally got them playing the way that he wants to play and unlearned a lot of the stuff mm. that was the style and the hallmark of the Maguire yep. era. And now they're starting to play what he wants to see. And uh, not, you know, those, you know, sometimes they'll achieve that goal better than others. Yep. But when he gets them on song, it's it's a fucking good style of play. And he's actually got them going, running really well. Uh, the the biggest thing is, we said it last week, this, this is what happens when the, the Burgeye hold the ball. <clears throat> you know, South's completed at 85% in this game. Yep. And yeah, but it's even like removing blockers and all this sort of stuff that Madge would, you know. Yeah. It's just... It's and, 
And in this modern game, yep. where speed counts for, you know, I'd say more than 70% of a team's attacking success, and that's yep. speed in play the balls, yep. that's speed in dummy half summing up where the defensive line is and yep. where to point the attack. Yep. Um, I think Cook is absolutely vital for this team mm-hmm. moving forward. And 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 one Robert Farah yes. will never... No. Unless there's a in- catastrophic injury to Cook. Yes. And even if there is, I dare say they might shuffle things around in such a way that, you know, you've got your, you know, your walkers and your, you know, and, and, or they've moved someone somewhere. There would be somebody who's not Robbie. Yeah. That's it. Because one thing, when you think of fast, quick service, all that sort of thing, uh, you know, Robbie Farrow does not enter the enter, enter that yeah. conversation at all. Now, I... I think that this is absolutely fucking fantastic because this is the career equivalent of dummying, going sideways for five minutes, dummying again, and then either putting a kick in yourself that goes dead or passing back to Paul Gallen of a career. (laughs) And that is what fucking Robbie Farrah deserves. What we've seen is literally... The game has passed someone by. Yes, and I don't feel like that they are they are able to adjust no. their, you know, what they've done for so long mm-hmm. to fit into successfully into what the game is now. Yeah, 100%. and it's happened so quickly. Yep, like <laughs> blink the fucking eye. Also, I have to question. Remember how everyone was getting excited a couple of weeks ago? There was like the Jason Taylor thing, the Jason Taylor couple, the Jason whatever Taylor it was, Cup. like North versus, yeah. you know, whatever, and um. And he didn't play that game. Everyone's oh, talking about he was going to play. I, I, I believe there was some sort of injury blame, but I mean, you've got to assume that that was just like, fuck no, I'm not putting myself in that photo op position. No. No, no, no. But so, yeah, good, on, good, good job, Souths. Um, and for the Raiders, they... Uh, I, I think they relied a little bit too much on Lapener. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that you need to earn the right to use it's not yeah. just to go there twice every set and wait for something to happen and and wait for the line breaks to come yeah it's more like don't go there and wait for something to happen because yeah. I mean, they can pull that arsey stuff out as yep. well yep 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 but uh yeah get to Cotrick more honestly yeah. underutilised yeah um there's fuck all tweets to this one um our old mate Warriors suck balls Sweet, this one said, our GI has 18 tries against the Raiders. That's one for every child. Hashtag breeding like bunnies. Okay. Oof. The Tigers, sorry, the Knights 22 defeated the Tigers 20 in Tamworth, Scully Park. Tick over 10,000 in attendance and didn't look a picture. The uh, Knights 22 came from a hat trick to Kenneth CO. Mitchell Pierce and Sean Kenny Dow with also with tries. Uh, Ponga, terrible fucking off the boot. He uh, had one from four conversions, mm. and he missed his only attempt at penalty goal. CO missed the goal in there as well. Uh, the Tigers 20 came from tries to... Ch- I thought it was Cheekham, but it's like the commentators, especially, you know, f- you're like your fucking Matt Nables, are like, Cheekham. It's like it's like C-H-E-E... Is it hyphenated? K-U-M. I th- yeah, I thought so. But it's like Cheekham. Mm. Cheekum. Like it's yeah. like it's like yeah yeah anyway uh, Kevin Nagama and uh, Corey Thompson tries uh, masters three of three conversions at a penalty goal. Mm. The win here, I think, sums up what the Knights are about this season. It was through nothing less than just yeah 
playing above their pay grades mm-hmm. that they kept themselves in this game and, and came back over the top. You, you look at the, the Tigers, they were completing it over 90%. Mm-hmm. And the Knights just stayed with them and stayed with them and stayed with them and stayed with them. They matched their tempo. They did a good job with their discipline as well. But they were really in this one for the battle. Yep. Um, I get the feeling the Tigers may have gone down there almost expecting a win. Look, I don't. I don't think that the Tigers in in twenty eighteen are at that point yet. Whether I, I don't think that that Cleary is that. I don't think he's the guy that's letting that happen. The, yeah, there's only so much that Cleary can do, though. You know, no, but I think you, managing like the the attitude and everything of the team is yeah. something. Mm, well, I'm just saying, there's something that a good coach uh, can manage. Just a, a couple of, I'll say, as a prequel to what's to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but again, you know, the the Knights got in there and everybody just did their job. Yep. Yeah. Mitchell Pierce going out is a fucking big one for them. Uh, and while I don't want to write off their season, he's pretty much just gone for yet. their season. Yeah, pretty much. That's through it. To, through to um, like the finals. Yeah, you know, look, this may be something that galvanises them and and brings them together, and mm-hmm. they all step up a gear because now that's what's required. But, and they um, want to keep themselves alive to yeah. the point where Pierce can make his triumphant return. And after yeah, it's Origin, happened, yeah, it's happened before. After Origin. Um, oh, he's gone well and truly fucking oh, yeah. through and passed that into the finals, really. Yeah, yeah, They have yeah. to get to the finals for him to see him again, probably. Or Put another That's it. Um, the, the Tigers, I think, and, and just looking at them, it just seems that pace is the way to beat the Tigers in terms of running. Yep. And they look the most vulnerable... When you have multiple bodies going at a line with options coming back against them, that's when they look frazzled in their defensive decisions. It's Just mul- mul- multiple runners, like create create like even a single man overlap, yeah. and then have multiple runners attacking that side. That's it. That's usually enough to get a bad decision out of you know like a like a Noffer or you know someone yeah. inside him. That's it. So it's not. It's not incredibly hard to beat the Tigers. It just it's difficult to execute. Yeah, you know. So because at the end of the day, their their main thing is is ridiculous. Dare I say, offside speed. Yeah, <laughs> with their line, and I can't believe they don't get fucking smashed for it every game because they like, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not that fast. No. Let me tell you, they're no, not that fucking not. fast. They're not. But it's amazing what the flavor of the month will fucking get you in terms of leeway <laughs> from ten meters. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're good. either getting a short ten meters adjudicated, or they it's are good to fucking... be the na- it's good to be the narrative. Oh, mate, they yeah, that's like a, the the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> 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 and like, honestly, with two dads, how has fucking Harry Triggerboff not put that? Like, he should have done it in two thousand ten. <laughs> how is he not? How is Sean Kenny Dow not propping up a fucking marathon yeah, somewhere under the foundation? That is fucking true. Because dagger after dagger. <laughs> Against this fucking West Tigers side. <laughs> <laughs> Playing for different clubs. Yeah. And it just almost feels inevitable when it happens. 
There, yeah, there are script writers. Yeah, somewhere it is. It is it, I mean, it is a scripted game at yeah. times. And this was this was definitely one of them. Uh, but you know, look at the end of the day, you know, not disgraced. I mean, I feel like the Tigers still, you know, their, their attack still needs a lot of work. Yeah, I feel like you know they're still against a side that actually can defend. I think I think that you know it's not you know they've scored some points over the last two weeks. Yeah, I think that speaks far more towards their opposition than it does. Yes, anything they're doing. That's it. Um, but you know they've got a whole season to do it and yeah, the defence is still you know reasonably sound so uh, and their attitude still seems fine so and this week they got an easy one so the only way is down a decline if you will mm. the biggest tiger what a game I lost to the Knights like this is like a frozen headache feels like shit now but fuck rugby league is the greatest game of all so so wholesome even though he just dropped a fuck in there but you know still <laughs> he's on a hashtag can't wait for my next scoop Hang on, where did that fucking analogy go? First it's like a, like, a, like a brain freeze. And then he's saying, like, he's hashtag, he can't wait for his next scoop. So, like, rugby league is, like, giving him a brain freeze. But he still loves it and, and can't wait for his next dose. You know, his next scoop of ice cream. He's asking for losses. Yeah, well, it's, like, it's not like rugby league, is it? It's like a loss is the brain freeze. Mm. So he wants the brain... He, so he's, he wants another scoop of... What's giving him brain freeze? That's that's a defeatist attitude from the biggest. Yeah, just eat your fucking ice cream differently. It's not a race. <laughs> it's a long season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Twill Gronk. Um, so West Tigers take that game from Campbelltown to Tamworth. Would have won that at home. Go for the dollars instead of the points. Still a small club mentality. Okay. What is this fucking small club mentality thing? I don't know. I feel it's like from the same sort of crowd that, that that talk about something merchants all the time and stuff like that. Like, there's just little, you know, fraud. The word fraud comes up a lot too. Okay. It's just like, it's just like, uh, it's not banter. It's more like, it's like sort of like Team Sledge 101. Yeah, you know I mean? okay. Like, there's like a starter pack. You have fraud in there. You have hyphen merchant. You have, um, yeah, the whatever, you know, small small club mentality or you can mix it up and say like you know like fraud club mentality can you be a small club merchant well i suppose so i mean i don't know who that who that would be like i guess is there a player you know a ceo that's gone for a coach or something? yeah i don't know um fuck, I, I applaud the tigers on any team that takes footy out to regional areas yeah, I've got family in Tamworth, and they would fucking love it. Have yeah. games like that out there, and I mean, you can see that they clearly responded. I mean, the thing was sold out, and yeah. I dare say, with the with the crowd figure being, uh, you know, ten thousand and eighty two, I'd say that eighty two was probably the sardine in there, <laughs> in somewhere additionally. Look, it, it also helps the future of the country. It's fucking genetic diversity is a big worry out there, so getting all of those people in there road tripping for a game of footy. Yep. Yep. Like. The amount of people born with eight toes next year will be reduced by thirty percent. People well, and someone other than their cousins to fuck. Well, and you get some, and yeah, you know, and obviously with the, the teams out there, I mean, yeah, you, know, you get a fair, a fair whack of like Polynesians out there who probably don't venture that far in from the yep, coastline. That's it, ordinarily. Yeah. So yeah, fuck yeah. Heavy underscore Nova bludger of a ref's performance in Tigers versus other Tigers. If the other Tigers hadn't won there, there would have been calls for blood. Classic ref's fault. Yeah. That's the other thing. Who makes the fucking decision that that game is the game where the Knights wear their fucking orange high-vis jerseys? I fucking love it. I, look, I, I respect the jersey for what it is, but you do that against fucking Canberra. 
No. You don't do you, it against a team that's orange. You do that against a club where you say, we have no fucking respect for your non-existent history. <laughs> you know? We're going to own your fucking orange. Exactly. <laughs> Wests are black and white. We're going to drink your orange. <laughs> drink it up. <laughs> uh, the uh, North Queensland Cowboys 26 defeat the Gold Coast Titans uh, 14 at 1,300 teeth. And uh, just under 13,000 in attendance. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys 26 came from tries to Hampton, Felt, Tomalolo and Hess. Uh, first and two or four conversions and uh, three penalty goals. Titans 14 came from tries to Ash Taylor and Jared Wallace. Michael Gordon, two or two conversions and a penalty goal. My, my predominant memory of this game is that fucking Ash Taylor scored that try. Yeah. It was a linnet. Who was it that went with him? It was like, it was chasing Felt. Felt. Was, felt, felt yeah. was pursuing him and, he, and the little fucking synchronized barrel roll over the line. Just hypnotic. Hypnotic. I don't know what it was. In a similar vein to the Dogs and the Roosters game. Yep. This one was just an absolute drop-a-thon. I don't know whether it was humid up there or, or what was going on well you know you know what the temperature's like here still yeah fuck's but sake when winter get here you bitch that is true it's just natural cycle the earth goes through it goes through them every couple of hundred thousand years it's nothing way to yeah, yeah just no, no. completely natural yeah so it's fucking science I mean, like, yeah, it. you look at the, the world's always had these fucking heating and cooling cycles yeah like the world's not a circle it's an oval it's not going to be the same temperature forever exactly you never I mean, boiled an egg and I mean, it's a flat oval too. Yeah. Right. So. Well, hang on. What do you play cricket on? A fucking globe? Ovals are flat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Don Bradman never hit a six around the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. So we've slagged, we've slagged off Robbie Farrar. We've said that global warming's fake. We've uh, endorsed flat earth theory. <laughs> We've got anything else to go on? I know one individual that's going to be especially cantankerous this week. And veins coming out of his head. <laughs> oh, yes. I believe the term tigers in decline has come out of at least yes. one of our mouths already. That's it. We, we shat on Robbie Farrow. <laughs> I've said that name, done it twice. Yeah, well, yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just mentally going through the list of things. <laughs> the sore points. Maybe I should say that I forged his signature on a document to ch- change his child's name to Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too much inside baseball, anyway. That's, um... Yeah, for some reason I found this game a lot more uh, watchable than the Dogs Roosters game. And, and I don't know if it's because there were you know there were more points flowing in this well, one. For starters obviously. it was like five more tries <laughs> yeah, so, um, and and you know decent ones at that. Yeah. I I was really looking forward to this Titans forward pack after a couple of poor performances really getting themselves back on track. And showing themselves when they you know that they can do it. Yeah, that's it, hundred percent. Um they weren't helped by the fact that they had Mitch Rain for eighty minutes. Yeah. You know, as as much as I'd I'd think Pete's origin career is done. Yeah, after his uh his game two and three especially, I was yeah. his three was the worst one, wasn't it? He he wasn't Yeah. Nathan Peets. No. You know, at by any stretch of the imagination. And it's it's those little things when you've got somebody who's proving to be such an expert organizer like Ash yep. Taylor is. Yep. Um like he managed the fuck out of that Broncos game. When you've got somebody who's 
so proficient at leading that team around, to have a dummy half that just seems to be like a fucking three-year-old with ADD in a bag of jubes, you know, you can see that everyone's set up here and then all of a sudden he's, he's dummying and going around the other way and then spinning back around and finally yep. getting the ball out the way that Ash wants it. Yep. Which, at you know, by that time, the defence has fucking descended on him and he gets monstered. Yep. Um, I'm not saying that's why they lost, but if you take Ash Taylor's ability to, to lead that Titans team around, they're, they're just completely ineffective in, in offence. So... Um, Unfortunately, old LG's been dropped after last week. Yep, dropped. Dropped for defensive misdeeds Mm -hmm. and replaced with Bryce Cartwright. Yeah. Is this the same plan as when they removed the toll gates and just put the automatic readers in? (laughs) Your car still go through, it just happens (laughs) a lot faster. And uh, also, I feel that LG has more accurate passing <laughs> and more selective passing in yeah. his game than other alternatives it's, that maybe um, brought in this week. Yeah, interesting. And, and again, especially when Bryce was just starting to learn when not to throw. Yeah, and now he's got a license. Yeah, do it all the time. <laughs> Take the shackles off again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but from a Cowboys perspective, you know, I, I think the, the happiest thing you'd be at was Tom Alolo's performance. Yep. I don't think they're at crisis stages yet, but I did see a couple of people starting to wonder about fucking. We paid how much for how long? Yeah, I don't. I I never really saw him as the the problem. He wasn't the problem. He was down, but the whole inner team, the entire team that was down as well. But I yeah, I'd uh, be concerned. Yeah, if we'd have paid that much money for him over that long a period, they yeah, play so. Very, yeah, it's early in the year and stuff though too, and. It's, it's fucking round seven. You've got to remember that he, he almost single-handedly carried them to the fucking grand final it's as not well. It's early. With his, with his last 20 minutes of every game, yeah. with the last fucking 10 games of the season. It's no longer early in the season. It's almost a third of the way through. Well, you know, early, you know, it's less than half. <laughs> <laughs> it's not late. <laughs> and you wouldn't say it's the midpoint. So I think as early is still okay. Early days. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought I felt it was a crisis point for the Cowboys in other areas. You know, well, namely like the cooking of Jonathan Thurston. Not yeah, absolutely done. He looked a bit. He looked better this time though. That was interesting though, being on the other side of the somebody trying to justify that something's not early argument. <laughs> I'm normally the one fucking. <laughs> it wasn't early. It was right on time. Hmm. <laughs> How many twists do we get for this abortion? Fuck all. One. Old Egg Council is the one I put in there. Uh, how good was round two of the NRL season? I can't believe they took a five-week break, <laughs> but it's so fucking good to see the Cowboys start their season undefeated. Yeah. Asterisk. Um, okay. The Paramount Eels 44 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 10 at ANZ. Poultry crowd of just over 11,000 in attendance. Uh, the Eels had tries to Manu Mao, Ma'u, uh, Jennings, Pritchard, Norman... Uh, Michael Jennings, sorry, first one was George. Uh, Kenny Edwards and Gutho, six of seven conversions for Moses and uh, two penalty goals. Uh, Manly tries to Parker and Uate with uh, Cherry Evans, one of two conversions. So let's just say, let's say a story about a fucking shiftless fucking pack of pea-hearted cunts who, by amazingly good fortune, came across a side 
that was so far fucked off and out of sorts that they actually allowed them to beat them. Um, I want to get make something very clear to Parramatta fans right now. I mean, I've had a lot to say about Parramatta fans, and you know that you know I can't remember exactly, but I mean, it was something along the lines of cunts and you know deserving of the worst that life has to offer and that sort of stuff. <laughs> and you know what? I track. I retract absolutely none of it. It's all true still. Your team is absolutely fucking hopeless and you were just fortunate enough to come to a team that wanted to lose it more. And the fact is, despite the final scoreline, about 30 minutes into this game or 25 minutes into this game, it was fucking into balance. I think the Eels were up 2-0 from a penalty goal. Manly had a try disallowed that, you know, 50% of the time would have been would have been given. And if I think if that try had been given given the st- the season that Parramatta's had so far and just like the you know the the winnings a habit losing the habit blah 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 i think they were despite how fucking atrociously poor manly are i think that they still would have gone on to win that fucking game just because of the eels being the eels now at the end of the day i'm not going to rest fold it because Joel Thompson is an experienced football player and should fucking know that you don't stop in the line when it comes to you know, running a decoy and shit like that. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want to give him an excuse to possibly even think about disallowing a no. try like he did. I mean, Tony Williams was fucking miles away from the the situation. He was never going to get there. He barely even tried to in the first place. I mean, it was like an afterthought. And he's like, oh fuck, I'll crash to this guy and you know see what I can do. And you know, and it worked. So credit to him. And the fact that Thompson stopped there fucking deserves to have the try pull, you know pulled away. But in having said that. Parramatta have got zero fucking attacking ability and the only reason they could break a fucking line the first try they scored was pure ass and uh and that but then as they went along and had the you know increasing possession I mean every set of these you know felt like it started from like 20 meters out it was just like 100% attack all game um because of drop balls and whatever and penalties and stuff you know from the manly side eventually probably by about the 65th minute of the game they actually started to like Parramatta. Actually, started to like emotionally like they were like they were sparked up, and they actually were like you know starting to believe in themselves that they could play rugby league again. Mm. So, so I feel I think they're playing the Tigers this week, aren't they? That'll come to an abrupt end. However, for the first, I expect the first twenty minutes of the game against the Tigers to be the best twenty minutes to be the, uh, that they've started in the game the all season. Hangover. And I mean, and that's and that's including the fact that they, I think they went up like against Penrith, like fourteen zip early. And did they? Did yeah, they do the same, Did they do the same thing against? Was it Souths in week two? They went up early, or was it a different? I remember there was a yeah. You're I, asking me to care yeah, enough about uh, Parramatta to remember yeah, I know, the history, I know. but I feel like. It's like Manly was so fucking disinterested and 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 poor that I feel like that they all they almost birthed Parramatta into into existence for 2018, mm. 2018 season. I don't I, whether that will stick. I don't know. I mean, you know, if if the Tigers, hypothetically speaking, if they came out and had like a start like they had against Manly, where they just got like a ton of possession, a ton of penalties, and converted it all into points, you'd probably just see. That Parramatta would go another fucking. They'd go another seven weeks without winning. Mm. However, there's a like there's a little spark there that's lit, and whether it can turn into something yeah, this, is another question. This is my question. Yeah, you know, we've spoken at length a couple of times about how this season has been very tough to get a form line on teams. Yeah. You know, yeah. the Tigers can go out and put in a fucking performance to keep Melbourne absolutely fucked. I feel then, like they're a bad example though, because I feel that their form line has been pretty true. It's yeah. just been more about how the their opponents have managed to react to it or overcome it. I still feel that they've been a fairly consistent line. But just follow the logic trail here. Yeah, yeah. You get 
The Tigers come out. Yep. And beat the Storm. Yep. The Storm put 40 on Newcastle. Yeah, did you see that little... And then Newcastle... What do they call it? Like the little parody wheel, a like little diagram they do? And it's got this team beat this team, yeah, beat this yeah, team yeah. beat this team, beat this team. And yeah, and it's like it's only taken to round seven. That's it. So we be able to conjure that up for so this year. So it's tough to get an accurate form line. This is the... I guess one of the better examples we had. There's been a couple of teams play each other twice, but... Yeah. You know, of this being true, like... You, yeah, well, turn you around, guys like put yeah. 50 on them... Yeah, 54, yeah. ...a couple of weeks ago... Two games, and both games have, have resulted in 54 points scored. Yeah. It's crazy. With yeah. different results. Now, how how does that happen to a team in that shorter space of time? Well, you know, the crisis merchants come out. Oh. And you can't deny there's a lot of off-field fucking off-field distraction. Yeah. For the entire season that Manly's had that no other club's had. Okay. You can't, you know, you know, argue that point, right? I'm not going to argue it, but it's completely fucking bought upon themselves. I'm not saying what I'm not saying what the cause or anything is. I'm just saying yeah. that they've had in place all season, yeah, this fucking this massive amount of distractions. And you know what? We can't even comment on the other the stuff from like the last couple of weeks because the club, or Lyle Gorman in particular, who I'd like to single out, has no fucking leadership abilities. I mean, apparently, you know, he did a great job at the Western Sydney Wanderers in um, in soccer, and apparently he did a great job at the Sharks. I mean, Sharkies fans talk about him, you know, mm. maybe not in reverent tones, but, you know, they like the guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have happy memories about him. What I haven't fucking seen the guy since he started, since he started at Manly. He hasn't, fronted, he hasn't fronted hardly a fucking thing, and all this shit recently, that's his job to front that shit. Not transparent jobs to front that shit. And it makes me feel... And, and, like, the more that... Well, you know, I say the more that comes out, but fucking nothing comes out. Like, even today, they had that thing where they where they, were, they were said yesterday, oh, there's going to be five other guys yep. find over this thing. And then it comes out, like, late late this afternoon, like, okay, there's, we've concluded our investigation, and there's four players, they've got a $1,500 fine, and we consider the matter closed, and that's the end of it. Not a single thing about, like, what happened, why it was unacceptable... There's nothing. The, the, yeah, the only the only stuff we've got from it is actual speculation. That hasn't actually been any no, no, real. They story. came out and said that they'll fine for breaking curfew. Yeah, but no, that's but that's yeah. What we you know, what exactly what exactly happened? What's the, what's the situation in Jackson Hastings? Because the more that comes out with players, but that like, yeah, but that, that like doesn't I have anything you, to do with tell, Jackson Hastings. I could tell you that on that on Monday morning, mm. the entire team was at a cafe in Manly, mm. yucking, including Jackson Hastings yeah. and Cherry Evans, yucking it up, having the fucking best time, like they're all best mates. And so now the speculation is that the only person that really has a problem with Jackson Hastings that can't deal, that, that can't deal with it is Barrett himself. Yeah. And then he's somehow scapegoating the whole team didn't want to, you know, and then it came, at first it was the whole team didn't want to play with him, so he had to get exiled. And then it was, then it was like the news guys come out and they're like, oh, well, fucking like George Tafua and some other dude and so I can't remember who it was Brad yeah, Parker yeah. I think you know they they, they were sending emails saying, yeah exactly yeah, so yeah. instantly that's sort of fracturing the you know the story as well and and it seems to be that the players actually are fine and it seems to be like Trent's made a thing he's kind of and like where I thought that it was actually like okay good on him for coming out and you know blah, you know mm. taking it actually turns out it's probably not true and it's more it's more a personal thing that he's 
he's decided that hasn't been a team thing. Yeah. And then that was obviously going to have a much worse effect. And I just think... The thing is, though, you can't, you can't say that, well, hang on, no, nothing's come out about it. And then we're fucking now putting it all on Barrett. That there is something in that. Well, we're specula- we're speculating exactly. about it. Yeah. Because that's all we can, because now, nothing the team has actually being come at out a about cafe it. Yeah. Together. Yeah. And chuckling. Yeah. When you have, like, I thought fucking Cooper Cronk was a robot. When you have the biggest fucking <laughs> robot to ever put on a pair of footy boots in your club, <laughs> like, like, guys that are having sex with fucking sex robots. They look down, and even though they might enjoy it for a second, after the fucking vinegar strokes, they know that somebody painted that smile on a face. They didn't really cause it. <laughs> the The issue, I think, is that Cherry Evans is never going to be a dominant, leading, successful half. But you know what? The other, the other thing is that... For everything that people want to say about Cherry Evans, he's the only fucking person that actually showed any leadership in this entire situation. Because then it emerges that the club didn't find him at all. He's come to the club mm. and said, look, shit, this shit happened. I'm the captain. I'm going to take responsibility. You should find me for it. Yeah, Let's exactly. make it 10 grand. And then the club couldn't even fuck it. The club couldn't do that themselves. And then the club couldn't even but now, impose that on it. Think back to when you were a kid. Yeah. Somebody, you know, something happened, you know, a window got broken. Yeah. There was always that one little fucking weasel cunt who thought if I go and I fucking confess first, everything's smooth. Yeah, but he does That's into a T. But no, he's not trying to do it so that he's the one that gets out of it and then the rest of them get fucked. He's gone fucking, I'll take all the responsibility for it, including uh, a, a financial penalty, which is more than the other four combined took. No. And uh, so he's actually like a fucking massive leadership. No, he's fucking freaked Leg- out. Legendary, legend, legendary leadership. He's freaked out. He's uh, he's taken he's taken the bullet for you know his team, nameless other team members. He's taken the brunt of the media. He's taken all of that sort of stuff. And uh, that's what true leadership's about. Now, no, I can imagine Trent Barrett on the other hand, if he was in a McDonald's drunk. <laughs> oh, do 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 I have a speech impediment? You promiscuous girl of loose morals. <laughs> Fucking pencil. Yeah, well, so clown. see, 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 he he wouldn't he wouldn't do that. I'll tell you what he'd do. He'd fucking float your he'd float your fucking boat with his concrete. <laughs> you slut. Really? <laughs> well, yeah. if you wanted to float a boat, you'd have to use a fucking polymer mix because that would be less dense than the water. Oh my god, we're gonna fucking it's too, we're, we're shitting on intelligence now. This is a, this is a sad state no, of affairs. Again, this is the game that's being this this is a game that's being financed by financed by meat raffles and run by fucking brain brain damage brain damaged ex props. That's not that's not the intelligence thing. You know, like I said before it's the uncanny valley. It's the fact that it's so false and so scripted and so see that's just the imp- that's the impression because that's the that's what the media has built starting from. No, no, the no, whole no. Gold Coast Titans thing. It's, no, it's it was not. never an issue. It was never an issue before then. Never. Before that, it was just like, oh, he's a, you know, he's the young blah blah blah, and he's like, oh, he's so well spoken and everything. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, because of some, you know, because he Machiavellian fucking tried to ask fuck the, the 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 Gold Coast Titans with an elaborate <laughs> plot to backflip, all of a sudden now now he's painted in this light, so everything he's done is seen in the shadow of that light. So you're you're saying that in this manly club at the moment, you believe that the playing group. I believe that Trent Barrett has lost the fucking locker room. 
and you believe that DCE has it, and it's not a fucking double revolt where they oh, don't, yeah, there's no, where there's, they don't like Barrett. No, there's definitely no there's definitely no revolt against him. And behind his back, they're all going fucking this cunt. Why are we following him around? No, no, there's nothing. There's none of that with DCE. Can, can any of us get a release to the Warriors because we we realise that we should have kept Blake Green? Yeah, there's none. There's none of that. You sure. Yeah, yeah positive. Okay. You're forgetting that there's a. <laughs> We've got ways of learning information, oh, no. and that's yeah, and that's and that's definitely definitely not a thing. I'll tell you what, though, I'm glad you brought up Blake, Blake Green because it actually I nearly forgot something else. Yeah, this fucking croaker can't. Oh yeah, cooked. Really? Fuck out of here. He's fucking hopeless. I thought he was okay in the first round. Oh, he was glossed like- over in the second. He was glossed over in the second round because it was such a dominant yeah. victory, and the, you know things do get lost in the in the shuffle. What's happened is. Amongst all of the other fucking external issues and stressors on the side, you also have, and internal ones, whatever, you also have a regression to 2016, mm-hmm. where Cherry Evans is the only half yeah. of any quality. So everything just gets blasted at him, because they know that if it's not him, then nothing's going to happen yeah, anyway. exactly. And so, look, honestly, the, the fucking, yeah, honestly, the, an- the answer is... Trent Barrett has to. He has. To, I don't know how he can do it. He has like, to play. He no. He has to fuck it. He Captain has to, coach. He has to put Hastings in there because last week yeah. Hastings Hastings and Blacktown man of the match and everything like that. Yeah. Like if you were another team where your five eighth was, was shit and then you had the dude that you know that was of first grade quality and had been mm-hmm. knocking on the door blah 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 That's and it. then puts in man of the match then that becomes the obvious you know yeah the, the obvious scenario but. Unless the coach has said that guy, oh no, he's he's been banished for the entire season. So it's just really interesting to see how it's all going to plan out because I feel that Barrett, because of he got no leadership from fucking his the people who should have been taking leadership above him, yeah. like Gorman and so forth. Like, like can you imagine? Like, think back to like the Des Hasler era. Yeah, there's no way you would never fucking know any of that shit. No. He maintained such a fucking airlock around the football department yep. that the administration of his own club didn't have a fucking clue what was going on mm-hmm. because he was him, the be-all and end-all, yeah. the god of the whole thing. Yeah, that's it. And Barrett is just, you know, he's... And you get these people and they're like, oh, Barrett's a good coach. Fucking prove it. Give me one example. Why? I think Trent Barrett is a, a well-spoken guy. I think Trent Barrett, if you went up to him after a game at a signing or something, I reckon he would be the most accommodating and super friendly, awesome guy to talk to. We have. He's a Raiders fan, but um, mate Nat at NJBT, yeah. whatever, um, just ran into Trent at a surf club on the Sunshine Coast yeah. one weekend. And yeah. Trent was up there by himself. Yeah. And they stayed on the pond all afternoon, fucking yeah. yeah I reckon he together. would be an absolute fucking top bloke. Yep. However, like I'm thinking, like Alec Baldwin in Glengarry Glen Ross, he is like, "Good dad, fuck you." Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter if Here's you want to be, thing, ev- if you want to be everyone's mate, and like, if you were the kind of guy that is everyone's mate, it doesn't fucking matter. Someone's got to be the fucking boss at some stage, and that's that's the yeah. job. And when you've got another fucking limp dick, like another notorious limp dick, like fucking John Cartwright there, who's fucking who's yeah. making who's making the hard fucking calls? Yeah, but what are your hard calls? You don't have well, any options. 
you've got you've got enough options when you've got fucking you got Uate playing like a, a a piece of shit. I mean, like, and let's face it, I'm not saying that they're all amazing options, yeah. but when Uate is playing at absolute base level fucking garbage, yeah, bringing in someone like John O'Wright, mm-hmm. while it's not an opt- while while bringing John O'Wright into any team is not an optimal situation. If you need to get send a motherfucker to Blacktown just to let him know for a couple of weeks, yeah, he's not going to do worse than that. Yeah, true. He's going at the at and the, the the worst case scenario is you get the exactly the same performance, but you still send a message to that guy. And maybe he comes back hungry. You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, you've got fucking guys like you've got um, like Suli in the. You know, I mean, you'd have to upgrade his contract to bring him into the thirty or get a dispensation or whatever. You've got old mate. Yeah, but you can't. His name, Anderson. You, you, because you fuck the salary cap. You'll, you you'll get no relief. You'll get no, because we're, still, the, like, we're still under the cap for this year, though. That's you, the thing. You know, I know. We haven't spent the cap this but year. But I'm saying it would be such a fucking horrid political move after Greenberg's and everyone and friends have come out and said, we're going to take this seriously. There's now spot audits. Hey, did we tell anyone that in the past, when we were going to audit a club, we'd give them six months' notice and let them know exactly the documents we were going to come and check? Oh yeah, but I mean they could still. I mean they right. could still upgrade that the, dude's contract to get him. I mean because they be don't no dispensation. For no, him, they don't need a dispensation. They just need to upgrade his contract. He's. We've already got fucking three spaces free in the thirty. We don't have the full thirty. That's what I mean. It's all there. They just need to figure out some sort so of. So you got spare money? Yeah, we have. Of course, we have. Fucking brave <laughs> cunts going in with that. <laughs> Of course, of course, we've got fucking Ooh. spare money. Everyone thinks, oh, this salary cap, blah, blah. Yeah, or is that after Darcy Lussick got fucking unceremoniously punted no, to because Toronto? He, no, because he's like, I don't think we saved much on him. And we still, and, he, and despite that, we're still carrying, I think we're still carrying mm. some of Nate Miles' money too. Ooh. So, Yuck. So, yeah, just this, yeah, there are, there are options, and I'm not saying they're all good options, but like when, you, when you've got Matthew Wright... Mm. You can put Matthew Wright in the side and fuck uh, and fuck Uate off. Yeah. And, oh, Brad Parker's injured. Okay, so Matthew Wright's inside. Okay, so who's next? John O'Wright. Fuck Uate off to learn what you know. Learn what time is. Yeah. You've got Jackson Hastings. You're paying what, and people. Yeah. Are like, oh, this is like a thing to to try and push him out for salary cap. Motherfucker, he's already being paid. Mm. It's not saving anyone shit. Mm. That's it. He's not only here till the end of the year. It's not fucking saving anyone anything. Well, look, I guess the the thing is though, in closing off this one, the old adage is coming true. Eventually, you'll end up as ugly on the outside as you are on the inside. And that's what's happening at Manly right now. Look, at the end of the day, this is uh, no uglier than 2016. And, uh, and look, you know... Look. Oh, no, you need to be prepping your fucking Northern Eagles days excuses. This isn't well, over. Well, this is, the, this is the other thing, too. It's historically... It's a, it's a historical truism that if you haven't played for Manly, mm. or if you haven't excelled for Manly, mm. you cannot... You do not have the fucking right to coach the club to success. Graham Lowe. Peter Sharp. You should probably... And now Trent Barrett. You should probably tell someone at Manly that Manly rule because people at Manly don't seem to know it. It's just, it's it's a combination. I don't know whether it's like post-Bozo or if it's... Or it, because cause that is also... That, that is also a... a a coincidental factor if it's either po- it's either post bozo or it's just when you bring in a non-manly person to coach the club because like it graham low on two separate occasions peter sharp who from all reports was a you know good coach trent barrett who from all reports is a great coach oh i have the, the fucking conversation i just have to fucking stop talking to these mm. dumb cunts on twitter because they're a fuck like i'm sorry fucking i love i love the team Love the club. 
tell you, Manly fans, you did my fucking head in with this Trent Barrett apologism shit. Yeah. Fucking hell. Look, you know, he did come to you in the same deal that saw you get such standouts as Appy Corusau well, and Lewis Appy's Brown. Good. Appy's great. Fucking, they can't say anything about Appy. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. Fucking Lewis Brown, you know, experienced player. Coach the young ones, sorry. Look, the choice for Origin Hook is down to two now <laughs> after last week. <laughs> but, um... Like, yes. uh, he, he, after he folded under Ben Hunt, you put him up against real Queenslanders? Fuck me. When did he, when did he fold? We haven't even fucking played Ben Hunt. What are you talking about? Um, Corey Norman, sorry. Oh, yeah, because they're exactly the same. I'll tell you what, Ben Hunt never never drunk no CC and dry out of a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> you know of. <laughs> that I know of, yeah. Maybe he was maybe he was holding the camera, the fucking the phone, he was doing the Snapchat, I don't fucking know. But, yeah. but, um, nice. But I defy anyone, if you think that Trent Barrett is a good coach, fucking tell me why. Provide one example, just one. I'm not greedy. One example. Like, can you think of any? I can't think of any. And you can even go back to fucking Penrith if you want to, and then fucking tell me why they won the fucking NYC Premiership in 2014 no. and came fucking ninth in 2015 and then won it in 2016. Because we fucking shoved our problems off to Manly. That's why. Well, the, Lewis Brown and fucking Appy weren't playing for your fucking 20s at all. No, they weren't. I mean, pretty much the only recognised player in the, that actually was in there that's still playing now is like DWZ, but still, that's beside the point. You yeah. can't tell me that these, like a bunch of no-nothing, no. a bunch of no-names no, no, no. can Wong- win it one year, not Wong- the second year. Wonga was next to oh, I don't know. I was having a look at the team, because I, I had to look up the year, because you know, to make to get my facts yeah, straight yeah. for this rant. And uh, and I was looking at the team, and so I was like, oh, fucking, yeah, all right. CHN was there? No, I don't think so. Not embarrassing. The year after, it might have been. Oh, it was the year after. Yeah, year okay. yeah, yeah, that's the year they won. Yeah, true. Again, yeah. after being uh, after being unceremoniously not making the finals after, yeah, yeah, yeah fucking. So yeah, basically, Manly are absolutely fucked. So in conclusion, I'm going to enjoy. Don't you ever, don't anyone ever think about fucking trying to say that we don't spend enough time on fucking Manly games when they lose. No. Anyone who says that can well and truly fucking get on their hands and knees. They're and glorious suck this dick from the fucking back. The glorious descent into on-field and off-field and financial ruin. They'll turn it around as soon as this week. Mark my words. I I don't know if I should just see how many times I can jack off to it over the course of the season, or just fucking edge myself one massive fucking explosion. Look, when the whole club finally implodes. I understand. That your beautiful and beloved wife is ill at the moment. <laughs> However, despite that allowance that I'm going to give you, and justifiably so, I still have to question why you would choose to masturbate over rugby league instead of something on Pornhub or the, or or you know what anything <laughs> I must have I mean look look. No, it's, if it's, it was Glenn sitting across from me I'd say great fucking throw on the fucking Polynesian test <laughs> go to town grind that shit down to a little nub it's not sexual <laughs> it's just the thing you do when something is that fucking juicy in front of you you know <laughs> what other things <laughs> what other non-sexual things do you find yourself well, masturbating to well, that's on all the regular <laughs> well, fucking he fucked gets a fair workout that's- yeah no, but that's sexual as fuck that's sex. Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, like, you know, there's levels. Is, is, it at a, is it at an end of the scale that a lot of people could appreciate? Yeah, sure. No, metaphoric masturbation. <laughs> oh, fucking I love this show. <laughs> On a blood buzz. Heard something, heard something strange to the Eagles. I don't believe it myself, but my cousin is adamant it's true. He watches a lot of Infowars. Can you confirm or deny Lachlan Croker believes if the commentator says his name more than three times, you'll turn into a butternut pumpkin? <laughs> uh, biggest Tiger. According to Malcolm Gladwell's deliberate practice principle, Manly will be the greatest defensive team of all time by about round nine as they reach their 10,000th <laughs> hour. <laughs> That's true. I love, I love that reference too. Fantastic. You're a treasure. Uh, Tim Comedian. I can finally enjoy this week in league this week. In brackets, not like I don't. And I like his, the hashtag feel my eel on there. That was one that I pulled out mm. years ago. I even tried to get a shirt going for the Parramatta people, but they're just so shit and their fan base so small that I just couldn't get it off the ground. Yeah. I only required like 25 pre-orders, but no. I'm sure they'll hopefully, hopefully now they'll, uh, hey, text me, <laughs> send us an email or send us a tweet like before the weekend and you lose again. <laughs> Get them while you're hot. <laughs> Rocket underscore strapper. Can't wait to hear how you cunts managed to bash Para and their lovely fans this week. Fucking Para hating Gronks. After that performance, we'll definitely top the bottom eight. <laughs> I hope we uh, satisfied everything. I was going to read that tweet out before the thing, but I didn't want it to seem like it was a like a, a, a causing effect. Cobra Burgers. I wonder how this week in league spins that Seagulls performance to a positive. Maybe they gave Jared Hayne a glimmer of hope. Well, when I said that the Eels got like they got you know a spark and all that sort of thing. Also, Jared Hayne got a four week injury, so you're yeah, fucking welcome. That's it. Voodoo Rock. Fuck it, we won. Had forgotten what feeling good on a weekend was. You remember it again soon. <laughs> <laughs> You'll start feeling bad again soon enough. And finally, the Sharks twenty six smashed the Penrith Panthers twenty two at the uh, Reclaim Australia. Stadium uh, in front of a paltry crowd of just over 12,500. What's doing, Sharkies? Uh, Sunday, fucking best time slot of the week, too. What the fuck? Mm. Uh, Sharkies, 26, came from tries to Holmes, Sorensen, and a double to Ramian. Uh, Townsend, three or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Panthers, 22, came from tries to the lesser WZ, Dylan Edwards, Isaiah Yo, and Kikau, who is probably the fucking my favourite Penrith player. And uh, Maloney, three or four conversions. Apparently, the, uh, the low crowd... Was a silent protest by Cronulla fans against Edric Lee being in their team because well, like they well my my fucking hats off then they don't like Asians. <laughs> the, they've hated him ever since his older brother Bruce was on the films. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look again. I I'm not sure why why Penrith were favoured going into this game. Because you're fucking travelling well and they're not. No. When you look at the fact of the fucking horrific injury toll that Penrith are working under at the moment, the fact that we have second rowers as centres, it's not hard to comprehend. I'm surprised that no other team did it earlier. All Cronulla did was come out, and in attack, they targeted the side that had the fucking giant fucking, you know, big dudes on it. Yep. In attack and spread the ball fast and took advantage of their lack of pace. And in defence, they came out and they shut down anything Maloney was trying to do. 
what I'm confused about is why nobody told Anthony Griffin where James Maloney played before he came to Penrith. So perhaps you say he was unaware that it was a revenge game? Well, not that it was a revenge Or did he think it only went the way of Matt Moylan? Not, not that it was a revenge game, but the, well, no. Penrith don't need to get in there with a plan to shut down Matt Moylan and stop him being effective in attack. He does that yeah. on his own. But, you know, Cronulla played with that guy for multiple years. He bought the club its first premiership. He's basically the only decent player that the club's ever had. Yep. Like, he played three games and he made their team of all time. Yep, yep. Like... It's fucking hilarious. When you, when you buy a Sharks membership, they hold you down and tattoo a James Maloney signature I, on your arm. I believe, I, believe that's, I believe that is what the people that say small club mentality, I believe that's what they're talking about. <laughs> that might be an example. <laughs> That's shit, but that's a shit. That's a shit, shit you know, merchant club mentality. But well done, Flano's got these guys in there who obviously had a point to prove. They were down key troops. Yep, they lost Luke Lewis early, but they came there with a plan to beat Penrith. They they were there with a specific game plan. To target our weaknesses. And you know, the funny thing is, you say that Griffin, you know, no one told him, blah, blah. You know who told him? Like, Gallon. Fucking anyone who had a mic in front of him through the week was, like, talking shit on James Maloney as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was it was pretty fucking telegraphed. <laughs> now, this is, and I've said it before, Maloney's the only recognised half. Yep. The attack's going there all game. Yep. You know? I'm really not sure why there wasn't a switch up mid-game and you know I, I don't know whether it was Maloney's fault for not directing it or, or whoever was in charge there but the fact is if they were going to target our right-hand side defence with their speed men I don't know why we weren't running these fucking massive brick shithouse dudes we had in the centres at Moylan all night yep you know that it was a pretty simple game plan. Um, when it happened, it paid dividends. But for some reason, we kept wanting to go out to the left in attack, and it was just shut down. Every time they got off their line, they got up and in, and they cut off the long pass. Yep. All of a sudden, we look absolutely fucked. We went from there. Didn't help themselves with the handling errors. After that, there were a couple of times where they'd built up decent pressure. Yep. And then just let Cronulla completely off the hook with a, a drop ball on the second. Um, but to, you know, quote a friend, I think that was a loss they needed to have. <laughs> on their way to an undefeated asterisk season. No, I'm not retarded. <laughs> um, I said asterisk. Yeah, but, uh, and again, I fucking hope Edric Lee gets rubbed out for fucking nine weeks for his absolute fucking dog trip act. Like, how how is that no longer even a penalty? I think I it, think that uh, that Josh Reynolds convinced them that only he does it. <laughs> fuck, like it. And they sort of forgot because he's on the sidelines. You know this thing of okay, with this we're cleaning up and we're going to yeah. penalise and we're bidding people now and we're policing this and we're policing that. Do you remember when that was like the fucking worst thing you could do on yeah. the field almost? 
Like exactly. that was a while ago. I mean, it's probably twenty years ago. Yeah. It was like if you did some trip one, you're, like, you're fucking off. Yeah, that's it. And it was almost a well, they're going to send you off before someone caves your fucking skull in. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but again, yeah, Cronulla played very well. They came out there and they executed just as they should have. Um, Penrith need to develop a little bit more flexibility when they get into those situations where shit's not working. At the end of the day, though, I mean, you need really, a plan B. You, you, you need a plan B, but also you just go well, you know, a couple of weeks and. Nathan's back in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. So anything now is a gravy. Exactly. You know. All right. Uh, ben Dunn, 43. Uh, th- what's I haven't got his fucking handle on here. I accidentally cut it off by accident. Merrin with the closed fist on a high shot on Moylan. It's like he wanted to get one back on Mr. Steel, yo girl. Indeed. Well, he probably did. That's what happens when people are angry at people. So he's probably tried to hurt him. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what I don't know. Said. I don't know what he's trying to say. He's uh, pretty much just said what you said. Yeah. But, you know. Is, is this his, I, I like basketball and say yo instead of your? Yeah. Wigger white. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Zigger zigger. Fucking hell, you're lucky there's an exact duplicate of you to pass genetics on. Because <laughs> you don't fucking deserve to. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. Bloody Panthers, you had one job to do. <laughs> Beat the peptide fueled Gronks. I don't want to play a Panther side coming off a loss for fuck's sake. Bad luck, Panthers. And fuck off to that other crummy <laughs> side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love GT. <laughs> Previews. Okay, round eight coming up. We have the Anzac Day Clash. The uh, 4.10pm on uh, Wednesday, which is uh, today as you're listening to the show because it ain't getting out before fucking midnight. Mm. Uh, Dragons take on the Roosters, the traditional clash. Um, Very few changes to the Dragons side. They've just got uh, Jacob Host named 17 jumper. And uh, on the Chook side, SST returns in in place of... uh, Frank Paul, the uh, tennis ball, and he drops into 18th. Um, look, I still th- the Dragons still put up a mighty contest against the, a Warriors side that was very much yeah. on song, and uh, I think that they're they're still going to have plenty. It's going to I think it's going to be one of those games where, oh look, it's 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 tough to say because there's a lot of significance around the traditional Anzac Day clash and everything, and that can do it can make you know let's say you know well beaten or underperforming packs of forwards turn into fucking super yeah well beaters and you know maybe that will happen with uh these guys but even yeah. if it does it just seems to be one of those con you know one of those contests that the the dragons boys will relish uh they'll want to bounce back after suffering their first loss of the season mm-hmm. and uh prove to their fans that it, uh they don't have to ebay their grand final tickets <laughs> in round eight so <laughs> yeah look um, there's there's going to be a couple of little battles here i think the forward packs are going to go at each other mm-hmm. fairly well um and there's also a couple of people who are you know if they're not vying to keep their representative spots they're looking to break into those teams yeah so i, I think that this will be a, a nice little grudge match for a couple of reasons but yeah, i think I the mean, dragons good, will get a good that. opportunity for for guys like aiken to really stake their claim in an environment yeah. where they're competing against guys like tedesco and ferguson that's it be incumbents and also for mitchell as well because i mean it's looking increasingly like he might be a uh a chance to lock down one of those center jerseys for new south wales so mm-hmm. all right um next we have the storm taking on the warriors this one anzac day evening down there in melbourne 
Melbourne and Melbourne's a thing, except when traditionally some of the greatest upsets in the history of Melbourne of history yeah. have happened at the, in Melbourne at the hands of the Warriors. Uh, and this is a Warriors side that's been on song this year. I mean, they could have dropped their bundle after suffering their first defeat last week, mm-hmm. or the week before last week. And... Um, Wow, they bounced back in the best way imaginable and certainly in a better way than I anticipated they would. And, uh, fuck, it's still tough, still tough to go because, I mean, the Storm feel like they've, you know, it's two weeks away in a row they've uh, put on a decent score and looked pretty good. Tell um, me, who would have thought coming into this round that it would be the Warriors who are the team that are playing high percentage, low risk, hard work football yeah. and Melbourne are the team where fucking wingers are kicking back in and they're scoring fucking flamboyant tries. Yep. yep. Our world's gone nuts. Yeah, this one, I mean, there's a lot of injuries in the in the Warriors side at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, some good players like like uh, Johnson and uh, Torhu Harris is uh, mm-hmm. still not back. And uh, Cutter as well, not past fit for this game. Um, mm. I'm going to back the storm here. Yeah, uh, I'm not a fan of Anthony Gelling. I like, you know, his, his Twitter feed's entertaining and stuff. But I, I just don't really rate him, and I don't know why. If, if it's just I just have a dislike for the guy or whatever, but I just think, you know, especially when you know, you're missing a guy like you know like Cutter, mm. it's just like a golf there. Yeah. Um, and against a Storm back line, you know, especially those wingers and and, and Billy. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Storm as well. I think of actually I've got my tips in here that I submitted, and I did I did pick the Storm as well. Um, okay, so next we have the Rabbits taking on the Broncos Thursday night in Sydney. Rabbits just going tremendously well at the moment. Um, Burgess mm. is out suspended, but, you know, they're fucking used to that now. Um, Dwayne comes on, onto the bench uh, replacing Heimel Hunt. I mean, that's, that can't be a, <laughs> a bad move mm. at all. Uh, look... I am inclined, as well as the Broncos went at times in that Storm game, with Andrew McCulloch being out, and I think it was—I think it was actually just like coincidental that when he went off that they started their run. I think it was just the time yeah. of the game and, yeah, you know, yeah. and the caution of the wind time of the game. <sighs> Look, they've got Maguire in at nine, Milford named at six with Bird at seven. I'm going to tip the Broncos only because they they managed to stay in the contest, you know, with, with the Storm, yeah. who are in that that phase of their uh, their uptick. I'm not sure that the Rabbits can go off full eighty and not let Milford take advantage of some broken field. And I'm, I just, think I'm just not sure that, that's, that the Rabbits can put it together yeah. consistently week after week after week. But I still think that they're probably in a better position than the Broncos. And this Josh Maguire, the, like the the emails that come through is like, you know, Josh Maguire, you know, puts up his hand to, you know, save, you know, answers the call or, you know, he's uh, there to save the Broncos. I mean, mate, if, yeah. if you're like, if your question is somebody save us, we don't have a hooker. <laughs> Pretty fucking disrespectful on Anzac weekend to play him. Was it PNG who was that, where he was fucking dangling shit out of the bus? Yeah. PNG. Like, that country and its inhabitants saved a fuckload of fucking lives. Carrying people through fucking swamps and 
alternate dimensions and fucking yep. everything else. Now Maguire gets to play. Teasing kids. That's all right. You get to have a meeting about it afterwards. True. The Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Newcastle Knights. Rookie, the Seagulls side. Oh, a huge inclusion of fucking uh, prestige worldwide. Wide, wide. Lewis Brown in 14. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's a it's it's a funny situation when you look at at, uh, at the the way the team's going at the moment. You think you know what? An experienced dude like Lewis Brown probably isn't the worst fucking thing yeah. <laughs> to have around the team right now. Um, you know, on on paper, on paper, the, you know, they're they're fine. I mean, they've you know, <laughs> they've, there's a team that's put fucking floggings on people. Newcastle Knights without Mitchell Pearce, a little bit of an unknown quantity. Um, the TAB, or you know, or the or the betting fucking whatevers. Mm. The bookmakers mm. have been fucking brute, brutal to the Newcastle Knights. I don't know what the fucking figure is right now at eleven thirty p.m. on Tuesday night. Knights are two forty outsiders. Yeah, it was about two fifty five when I put the tips in mm. this afternoon. Uh, the more you put on, the more you get back. Honestly, that's fucking great value. Look, here's the thing: both your turbos look completely disinterested. They look disinterested. They actually look like they look. They just look like they're fucking cooked. That's what I'm saying. That's they're, not disinterested. I mean, I, I don't think it's like not caring. I think they're just looking fucking shit. They look disgusted with their teammates. No, no, don't have the fucking minerals to they do anything dis- about they're it. Disgusted with themselves. So they're looking introspectively, and they're going back to their oh we're brothers. Let's not care about anybody else. Fucking huddle, huddle, huddle. <laughs> Effort face is Moylan level of fullback positioning. <laughs> At the moment, he is yeah. fucking horrible. So yeah, I'd almost be at the stage where I put, like, put Matthew Wright in at fullback and just give Tommy a spell on the wing. Yeah, and then, or even if even if you don't number them that way, they're talking about fucking Bird needing time off for his mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, look, at the end of the day, you, you have the opportunity to make a lot of money in Newcastle or uh, look like a fucking idiot. Choose wisely. Mm. Um, <clears throat> the Panthers take on the doggies uh, at Panthers Stadium, and. Uh, Panthers unchanged from last week. Doggies unchanged from last week. Panthers, yeah, no problems. Again, the I really hope that the forwards are smarting over a couple of things. One of them being that we lost that our defence is a fucking staggered line that comes at you as fast as it possibly can, and for some reason just turned into fucking glory hunting solo. Miss tackle machines. Um, the person that scares me, the only person that really freaks me out in this Bulldogs team is fucking Ambop out the back. Yeah. Um, and and if he starts every set for them on the 30, then, then they just win the Battle of Territory. But fuck, I hope we got some more points in us because we know that you don't need to, you only need to score one try to win against the Bulldogs. Um, but I'd really like them to go out there and, and put them to the sword, get some confidence back. Yeah, I just I just feel like you're not a defensive powerhouse, but I mean, I don't think the Bulldogs are going to th- throw anything at you. You're going to have the occasional unpredictability from Mumbai. Mm. And other than that, you've got like a fucking short ball from four into Fatala Mariner, mm. 10 metres to the left of the uprights. That is true, yeah. <laughs> If you got that covered, I think yeah. you're okay. I think you've seen everything. Throw kick throw out it, be right. Yeah, exactly. put kick out there. Cover everywhere. Titans take on the Sharks at Hope Solo Coliseum. Sharks. 
yeah, just a shot. I mean, they're just, yeah. just going too well. I mean, and once again, like you said, LG been dropped, Cartwright in the six. Um, yeah. Someone asked us the other day about uh, to explain the Hope Solo thing. Some new person to come on board. Hope Solo um, was the goalkeeper for the, the US women's national soccer side. And, uh, she uh, took a lot of uh, selfies of herself. And uh, I don't know if they were leaked or she, you know, whatever, she put them out there. She was hacked or something. But, um... Yeah. If you if you do a Google search for Arby's roast beef roll... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, a large, cavernous, empty space... Yes. ...is uh, where the Titans play the football... And, and yeah, we've established yeah, Graham's back too. So yeah, God. Um, yeah, that's the end of you Titans. Uh, the Cowboys take on the, the Raiders up at thirteen hundred teeth. Uh, fence them back after the broken leg. Ooh. So that's been a while. Um, he replaces Asiata, who has a uh, pec injury. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Raiders, we got Papali back in at lock, and uh, that means that uh, Luke Bateman will be uh, sent to the interchange. Look. I'm not going to say I, I would not be as bold to say that the Cowboys are back because they're not. No, they're not. But they certainly took some steps towards on the way back. Yeah. And with the the luxury of a, a home game against a team that traditionally doesn't travel well and yeah. in a difficult home home yeah. encounter. Oh, pardon me. There's um, I think there's a good chance that the Cowboys can use this as an opportunity to take some more continued steps along that path. Yeah, I'm going against the grain here. I'm going to tip the Raiders. Based on what, though, really? It's a fence and revenge game, too. Nah. Um, based on the fact that I think Caesar was a bit off last week, uh, and he's been absolutely fundamental to this Canberra team doing well, and I think he'll want to get out there and prove a point. I think you've got enough people in there again, like, you know, the... The Cowboys are a lot of things. Fast isn't one of them. The thing about Aiden Caesar is, though, is that he's not very good. And he has AIDS in his name. <laughs> yeah, you can't have AIDS. <laughs> Aiden Caesar with yeah. AIDS. Um, no, I'm sticking with it. All right. Late Panada. Score triple. Take on the Tigers at ANZ Stadium. The Eels uh, have uh, Bevan French returning in place of the injured Jared Hayne. Uh, the Tigers... Have Lawrence back, mm. which uh, sees them having another try scoring opportunity. <laughs> 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 and um, Twal left out completely. I'm not sure what's behind that because I thought, you know, that he's actually been very good for them. Mm. Yeah, for quite a, like for, since uh, the you know the latter third of last season. But um, yeah, look, the, you know. <laughs> the Tigers missed Packer mm-hmm. uh, in in a big way. Yep, just, just for that mongrel up the front. Um, I think they bounce back though. I think I think they do too. I mean that eels the eels form is, is, like the eels, is not form. It is false. The eels beat the biggest joke of a fucking team to ever lace on boots. It's, uh, it's exactly exactly. So I think I, I'm not even going to argue. I mean at the moment the way that they're playing, they are the biggest fucking joke in the history of rugby league. Mm. I hope that gets back to the team. Print that out and put that on the fucking wall. Mm. Come fucking see me, prove me wrong, cunts. Yeah. I'll fucking send send money to power. Fucking I don't give a fuck. Marshmallow bitch, come on. How fucking how fucking dirty were you when after that loss you see fucking Uarty in his fucking god circle 
and he's the only manly player there. Oh, so I'm, yeah, I'm happy to have a team of fucking atheists. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, I mean, I, I, mean just, I if they were all in a god circle, I'd be like, I can't get my fucking head around this. Now, I'm not saying people shouldn't believe in fucking flying spaghetti monsters. Yeah, you know, you do you. Yeah, if you still need someone to talk to and say sorry for shit, <laughs> fucking you do you guys. But this whole fucking inter-team mingling on the field straight away after a game. Well, it just shows that they're, they're so God and stuff. It transcends, you know, like you know, mere things like team yeah. uh, affiliations and stuff. Is there a bit of the Bible I've missed? I've got to say that I much prefer that than, than fucking people having a laugh and shit as they walk off. See, I see it as exactly the same. I, I see it as your focus is immediately after that, not on what just happened on the field. Look, if if Iwate feels accountable to some kind of fucking mystical force not of this world, and if he if he feels the need to get down on his knees and apologise immediately <laughs> after these games recently, yeah. then look, I'm, <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> or may, maybe it's a great idea. Maybe you get down on his fucking knees and <laughs> because Paramatta will try and sign him, <laughs> and he'll go over there. Yeah. He's a devout man. That's Fits it. in with the team culture. Spot on. <laughs> Anyway, West Tigers, fucking easily. Okay, mailbag this week. Kim W. Jobson says, uh, I really pissed myself laughing at the start of each of these short episodes. Request to expand the allegedly stories each week. I'm enjoying the educational aspect. Um, no. Don't want to get sued. Yes. That's the whole fucking point, isn't it? Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Stuart Marler said, I talk of whether Lance Thompson is still playing made me look him up on Wikipedia. Turns out he now owns a restaurant. Picture a red-headed concussed waiter falling flat on his face before he gets to the table. I'd like to know what his restaurant is and you know, what type of cuisine it is, what his role is. Does he just own it? Or, you know, is he getting on the fucking, getting on the tools and making shit? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah if any, and I'd, I'd love to hear more stories of what ex, you know, ex-players are doing. I mean, I don't really have, you know, occasionally you bump into them. I remember... Yeah. Bumped, in, bumped into Ben Kennedy had a fucking fruit shop there at Albany Creek but um is it? Ben Kennedy oh fuck but uh, yeah. he doesn't doesn't have it anymore um I think I believe he owns maybe more than one Guzman Gomez in Newcastle fuck so he's fucking racking throwing out the fucking burritos and shit yeah nice good on him sensational so uh yeah but I mean interested to hear all sorts of stories like that um Occupy Duckburg this is regarding the, the conduct of parents in junior football and stuff. Yeah. My under-11 grand final was stopped while a parent was escorted for threatening to kill the probably 16-year-old ref. Yeah. That's probably... That's not an uncommon story at all. I mean, I don't know how old you are, I'm up, but... Um, yeah. It wasn't yesterday, but uh, it wasn't as long ago as <laughs> when I was playing under-11s, I wouldn't say. From the fact that you are fucking dying on that Scrooge McDuck hill of an abortion of a name... <laughs> I'd, I'd say you are mid to late 30s <laughs> uh, Stuart Marlers uh, how the fuck was that episode not called Turbo Sisters O-Face look this week you got a little bit of an in- insight into the naming of the episode process <laughs> but generally the way it works is we'll just talk whatever shit we talk if something's 
comes out and, and strikes my fancy, I'll sort of pull out my phone and just write it down as a note. Um, but sometimes we're just doing our thing and just talking and then Jay goes home and I'm editing the thing and it's, it's one thirty in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck have I called Because I don't listen to the entire episode again. So, um, so some, it's just the first thing that comes to your head. Um mm. Bernard JKD. But feel free to take that for your, you know, if you've got a band, that'd be a cool band name. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, it'd be some kind of, I'd like some sort of like, you know, Psycho Billy sort of punk rock sort of thing, I think. But, um, yeah. Make a t-shirt. You could. Bernard JKD. Not watching the NRL this year as I ain't paying Murdoch a cent anymore. Illegal showings are being tightly policed on YouTube too. This is in, uh, so he says, oh, so on next tweet, so your pod is where I'm getting my full NRL coverage. Hence, when you do the scores, it's like eight mini matches to get excited over. My condolences to Jesus. you. Uh, what is Murdoch charging people in Ireland to watch rugby league? I don't know. I thought that rugby league over there would have been easily accessible. No, there's that new watch NRL thing. Yeah, but I mean, is it, not, is it not just like on Sky or something, or you've got to actually go through some kind of... I don't know. Yeah. Tell us. Here's a, I'd, I'd be fucking fascinated to find out how he thinks the season's going. You've, you've <laughs> Based seen on the, only... You ever seen those things where they get like a blind person to draw what they think a dog is? Well, the, the thing is, when he said that, I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, of course yeah. you can run into stuff. No. Because then he tweeted us later on, like he tweeted us about 12 times, mm. and one of the tweets was... What was that Nathan Brown thing that he said about Wayne yeah. Bennett? Fuck. So like, yeah, he like literally under a rock. Like he's that he's the he's the person they made that phrase for. Fuck me. Okay. Mendoza one underscore rod. Okay, Mendoza. Holy fuck! I'm still laughing at Squatty Potty. Also, wash your mouth out for saying Pierce should play Origin. I'll forgive because it was late Express Potty and you didn't know what you were saying. Well, I mean, it's kind of been taken out of your hands now. That's hasn't it. it. Um, all forgiven. Uh, the biggest tiger. Uh, trolling DWZ was worth the title. When you and stepdad uh, do your calculated trolls, like that one of Jay's one about Manly only getting rid of Hastings so they can't get dropped, it's so much better than the normal Twitter bants of, yeah, but your team's shit. It's not calculated, though. It's, it's all still off the dome. Yeah. <laughs> We're <laughs> smarter than the fucking idiots. <laughs> We're just the kings of the fucking idiots. Here's the thing. We just think everything's a conspiracy <laughs> and has multiple layers of hidden agendas. And we're well read so we can insert teams into the historical stuff that we already know. <laughs> um, Twill Tourist, um, just one from Perm, he said, uh, the Twill membership has been purchased, uh, this time sending it to the parents' address rather than Belgium with shitty B post, live and learn. On that, uh, with, the, with the shopping cart that we're trying out this year... Um, it actually has like a link straight into Australia Post, so like you know the weight of the I've estimated what the weight of the items will be, and yeah. um, and it's calculating based on destination and weight and all that sort of thing. Um, so and the, the weight, the prices that came back, I was like, fuck me, that's you know it's, that's that's not cheap on shipping this year. I don't remember it costing that much, you know, previous years, and. Um, I went into my because you know one of my businesses I do a lot of shipping, so I've got like you know rate I get rates that are better than just the one off. Even then, they're quite expensive. But anyway, what'll happen is when I send these, when I have the actual things and I and I actually send them, we'll see what they are. And if there's any money I can give back, then I will. But um, because I'm like, fuck, goddamn, it doesn't pay to live overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest tiger, 
loved going to Tamworth for a game. Met so many West Tigers from all over the Northern Tablelands. Great crowd to sit and have a chat to. Also found Mario Seags out there being an unstoppable rugby league loving legend. Hashtag Twill Tourist. Fucking good idea. Uh, just general stuff. Uh, the memberships, as you know, are live. Uh, pre-order is going to last until midnight on Sunday. So, um... As, as we've got the show now, you've got like about, you know, five days, four days or whatever mm-hmm. to, to get it done. Very happy with the response so far. We've sold uh, well over half of what I intended originally to make, so we may make some more. But at the end of the day, the only way to guarantee a pack is to get in by Sunday because if there's a, if there's a mad rush on them or whatever by, yeah. you know, by Sunday, then I'll be like, fuck yeah, you know, goal achieved. That's enough. Um, the one thing that's especially pleasing is that there's so many people and I see the order come through, I'm like, I have no idea who that person is. They're like, I, I can't I can't attach them to a Twitter thing. Like, they're just... And they're, they're people who haven't been members or anything before, haven't emailed, you know, anything before. So it's uh, it's great to see... Uh, Beautiful. You know, folks that aren't, aren't, the, aren't the regular members getting in there. But what that means is slots are decreasing for the existing members who want to re-up. So if you're doing it, get in quickly. Um, and that's it. Full time for episode 284. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League or also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Uh, iTunes, no new reviews this week. We had a bumper week last week with four, I think. So, uh, you know, swings and roundabouts. Get on there. Take yourself to iTunes in the podcast section. Go to Sports and Rec. Uh, category check out what's hot you find that you'll see the logo there click on that give us a rating a star rating leave a review and um shout out I mean, the uh, podcast we shout out last week they all loved it and i'm you know i stand by stand by what we said last week uh, and our very good friends at uh, super league pod sports bf screen machine pod west weekly and the sports castle au guys get around all those guys um we had a our old mate southo dan he's got a, a cronulla podcast i believe called fins up um, at fins up on twitter don't listen to that under any circumstances fuck those guys no could you, could you imagine listening to an entire thing about cronulla they were all bags of dicks and pineapples and i mean that's not entertaining yeah well you know look no trump, was trump was elected hmm. pauline hansen's been voted in multiple times so there are those sections of society but that, I don't expect that you or I may not understand. Yeah, but I don't expect them to be listening to this though, because I mean, I feel I feel like our listenership is a is a, of, of a more discerning, higher, mm-hmm. high, higher quality. Yes. Better educated. Yes. And just generally higher and, standards in of, you know in their, in their lives. And special K. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tipping this week, I'm I'm very happy to say that number one on the charts, all by himself on 37 points, is biggest. Well. Oh. Uh, following that, we've got uh, one point back, we've got Giannis. Another point back, we've got Matt, Snappy, Sazi, Melon, and Robbo, uh, and Dayman, um, who also re-upped his membership. Nice one, brother. And then a point back, we've got Jared Ash, Cowboy, and H-Dragons fans. Fuck yeah. The king of barbecue. Um, last man standing. You basically got until fucking, like, pretty much... When you want to cut it, they're going to be listening to this in the morning. If you haven't got it by like lunchtime, it's probably. Look, I was even going to suggest putting it off for the just other week. Just because it's a short week. It's a short week. Yeah, okay. And everything's fucked around. Yeah, okay. All right, so what we'll do, we'll officially start it for next round. And I've had half the people send me tips for this week. Yep. And the other half haven't. Okay. So. Right. So this is okay. So the, the tips are for round nine. Round nine. They need to be in by what Wednesday's when? 
Thursday lunchtime. Look, you know what? I, I don't go and do them before the game. So as long as the fucking email in the inbox or the DM on Twitter or however you get your tip it to is us. Time stamp before the kickoff. Time stamp the before kickoff. Yep. All right. We'll be sweet. And if you want to get onto the last man standing this time, you need to take yourself to uh, thisweekinleague.com and click on store and you'll see the last man standing entry there. Five bucks, same as last time. All it is is just running it through like a you know processor though, rather, than, rather than having to do like the manual bank details thing. And so you can do it by PayPal or whatever. So Supercoach, Grey Ghosts on top, Bought Not Bread, Sam's Seals, Kirkinators, Captain Robo Cuck, Dingbats always makes me laugh. Odie McGoatface making a run. He's in seventh. Uh, pineapples for the pokies, the cheap seats, and the hot Cosbys. So hot Cosbys, are they were were they not first at once like two weeks ago? So um, they are fucking plummeting. Well, yeah, they did have a bad round comparatively uh, compared to a lot of these other guys. Mm. Um, so great job, everyone. Keep it up. Fantastic. That's all we got time for. Um, shout out to all our Twill Nation. Well, not just our Twill Nation guys, but a special shout out to anyone who listens to the show who is a, a past or present uh, member of the Armed Forces. I know um, old mate Drew, is uh, aka Cavernous Hope on Twitter, mm. a former member. Um, Egg Council Creeper, I believe, is just, he's uh, in there at the moment. And no, uh, fuck that cunt. Clean some well, toilets. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, he's, he's training to, you know... Take on the jihadis, so that's it. Yeah, for the yes. queen, for queen and country. That's it. But uh, you know, but uh, you know, seriously, you know, we, you know, uh, much respect and and appreciation of, of your service, and I hope you have a. a um, Please don't get angry uh, when you realise that the diggers died for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say, and don't and don't send us tweets like you know. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you respect and 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 thank us? Because I mean, it it, it wasn't you. We didn't. That's not what we had in mind. <laughs> if we had have known that this show would have been the the fruits of our sacrifice, we would have just let the Japs roll through. <laughs> yeah, <don't>. fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Um, that's it. We'll see you next week. See you next week.